Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning, sports fans. Fill up that coffee cup and that bowl. Sit back and relax. Because live from Colorado, it's time for the Sports Offensive. Hey, good morning out there, sports fans, and welcome to the latest episode of the Sports Offensive. Uh, I am actually riding solo right now. I believe uh, my co-host, JP, is on the way, and I haven't heard from my other co-host. I think it might be a Memorial Day uh, oversleep, so uh, you might just get me for most of the show or part of the show, and uh, I think that you all love that. I mean, who doesn't love listening to me uh, in the morning as you're drinking that cup of coffee out, watching the sun? Uh, well, I guess the sun doesn't rise over the Rockies, but uh, watching the sunrise over the plains, I guess you would say, out here in Colorado. So, again, welcome to the show. Uh, you can always do us a huge favor if you'll go to Facebook and like us, go to Twitter and follow us. We're at both under the handle, the uh, at the SPC Offensive. And when I say at, I mean the at symbol, you know, that you use for email. Uh, you can find us on Instagram. Uh, there we're under the handle, the sports offensive with underscores between the words. And uh, you can also head to our station website at thesportsoffensive.com. If you go there, you can listen uh, or you can learn about us and the shows that we have, including the Alien Offensive and JoJo Ward Drummer Ways, including some fantasy baseball podcasts so far. You can also catch us live via the Blog Talk Radio player on our site. You can check us out on demand at Blog Talk Radio, TuneIn, iHeart, Stitcher, and as an iTunes podcast. We do want to thank our show supporters, Idiot Colt T-shirts, Health Guru EK Fit, and the Space Savers at Operation Organize. You can find all of them and links to their pages on our site, again, at thesportsoffensive.com. We always love callers. Go ahead and give us a call at 929-477-3204. Again, the number here is 929-477-3204. Excuse me, 929-477-3204. Today, we're going to try and cover uh, quite a bit of material, but uh, of course, the Grand Prix coming up in Monaco, we want to cover the latest in the NBA Finals uh, as we are kind of, or not the Finals, but we're getting very close to the Finals, the countdown to the Finals, Uh, review a little bit on the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, some of the biggest disappointments and uh, uh, surprises in the MLB season thus far. And also in the NFL, we've always got some interesting tidbits in the off season as we're streaming towards um, the training camp. And I think we just completed OTAs for most teams. Uh, JP has just arrived. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much there, Mark. Uh, 
you know, good to be up here and a uh, little slow going over on, uh, well, I-25 was good. I, uh, US 36, though, a Subaru decided to stay in the passing lane and <clears throat> mimic the speed of a tractor trailer in the <laughs> right-hand lane, which means no one could get past them. And uh, quite frankly, it was quite annoying. Always so. frustrating. I mean, I'm not a fast driver for the most part. I tend to take my time. I'm a leisure person, so I drive with a leisurely pace. But I also try to not ever stay in the left-hand lane, even if I see a car up ahead that I want to pass. It's like either gun it up and go at least 10 miles over the speed limit to get past cars, maybe even a little bit faster. I mean, you do risk a ticket once you exceed about 10 miles an hour, I'd say. Um, but yeah, it, it, there's nothing more frustrating than when people uh, decided to do like a, a race with a person in the right-hand lane. And so you're both going the exact same speed and it's like, no one can pass you, you know, no one can pass on either side. 36 does have that additional, like a uh, carpool lane. Express lane, express lane. But uh, I don't toll know. Lane, lane. Right. I don't know how long <laughs> you have to be in that to actually have to pay the toll. I, that's a really good question. I would like to know for this morning because I was literally laying off the gas doing 61 miles an hour behind a truck that when we were five cars behind the Subaru that would not get over. It's just like either pass the truck or get behind the truck. Well, it's like when you ever see that like on mountain roads occasionally, like when it goes to two lanes for a couple of miles and then goes back to one lane roads. And when it goes to two lanes, this one person will jump in the other lane like, oh, thank gosh, I finally have a chance to get ahead. And they, they go slower than everyone. Oh, I know. It's, uh, it's absolutely ridiculous. You know, Trey from Fish said it the best. Don't ride the left lane, and I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna drop the f bomb first thing in the morning here as I just sat down and didn't eat my Santiago's burrito yet. <laughs> so. Well, you know, speaking of fish, um, I thought you'd be interested in this, so I'll, I'll give you a little background on this first before sure. I show you the surprise. So, okay. um, why you do that? I'm gonna take off my CU Buffalo nice uh, sweatshirt. Why would here. you ever take it off? Well, I'm gonna reveal why. Just oh, give me a second. Oh, so Lord. keep 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 going. <laughs> So basically, my boss has a brother that lives in San Francisco, and that brother is married to a woman who is a lawyer, and that woman uh, is a fairly well-connected lawyer <clears throat> and works for some famous people. She does mostly, I think, um, property law and I think estate law or something okay, like that. Okay. Anyway, she lived next door to or just down the street from a fairly famous person or at least famous in certain circles and uh when they decided to sell their house this woman and her husband decided to buy that house and move out from theirs and so they now live in that house and have tried to keep the house in very much the same condition as which they bought it including the yard uh, backyard the inside i mean like they're decorating it how they want to but they're trying right. to change anything of the actual structuring because they feel like it would be dishonorable because the person who owned that house was phil lesh oh uh, their kids go yeah. to school together or did go to school together until i mean they're all, they're too old now of course but um they went to school together they they eat together they they're still friendly or at least i don't know if he's still alive but i know that they're still friendly oh, with the family yeah yeah Phil's so, on, he actually phil was just at red rocks or just going to be at red rocks i don't remember which one it is okay perfect <laughs> he's still in so, he's doing Terrapin Nation right now is what he's doing. Bobby is and, Terrapin Nation a different a different band? Uh, Terrapin Nation is his version of the Dead. Bobby hmm. and John Mayer and um, you know Mickey and um, and Billy um, they're doing their version of, of of the Dead is what they're doing. Gotcha. Bill formed Terrapin Nation. He opened up like a a music venue out there with a like a a restaurant bar and grill. They have their own stage and. Um, you know, I love. I've, we met Phil. Nate's met Phil. We met him up at KBCO in Boulder. Where, where did a, Where did they come up with the name Terrapin? Uh, uh from the song. 
Terrapin Station. Oh, I didn't know that was a song. Yeah, that's a yeah. I know you're not uh, a deadhead. I, I know. No, Ter- Terrapin Nation is one of the best songs ever. I will say, because I, I am not a fan of jam bands. I'm not no. against jam bands. I just you just I get, you're not in. Well, put it this way: one of the reasons I don't enjoy concerts a great deal is I actually don't like different versions of the song. If right, I have a right. song I like, I want to hear the song that I'm familiar with. See, you would have you would have loved the Tool show that I went to at CU. Then I oh, saw I him heard again. Tool was good. A year later at the Pepsi Center, and it was the exact show for Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I like Tool. The thing is, I don't like enough of Tool songs. I think to enjoy an entire concert. Right. I got I got my other... tickets, and my friend was really big on it, so I decided I got to turn that down. I, I decided I, would, I, I was like, a you know, free what? show. I would go to see Tool in a heartbeat. Of I was course. Like, I gotta mean, give it a try, man. I mean, we got. I mean, Tool was my entire time at Chico State. You know, I mean, yeah. it's just well, well, you know. Sorry, California State University at Chico. Uh, that was uh, definitely like a huge, huge album that was going on uh, while I was there. Yeah. And uh, so anyway. Uh, a really cool show. Well, you know, the other thing is as weird is that I don't like artists as much as I like songs. Yeah. And so that's why I'm not a big, like I said, I'm not a big concert person because I want to hear the normal versions of songs. And I just want to hear songs. I, sometimes I'm waiting in between. Like I went to see the Black Keys and I was like three songs that I like. And it was kind of like waiting in between the songs for the good ones. Which would have been fine. I mean, you know, if you're hammered, it doesn't really matter that right, much. Right. Uh, what ended up with that show was that was the show I went to at the Denver Pepsi Center, where the sound was so bad. Oh, it's horrible. And whether it was Pepsi Center or whether it's the, it's, the Black Keys, it's the Pepsi Center. I mean, when they were singing <laughs> uh, "Lonely Boy," could not make out a single word. I saw Pearl Jam at the Pepsi Center, and it was the worst. I, I Eddie Vedder went off on President Bush at the time, and <laughs> we had shocker. no idea. We had no idea what he was saying. We had to go to the bar to find out what they what he was saying because we couldn't understand it. No kidding. Yeah, it That's was just, it was it was uh, it was ridiculous. I mean, we had a luxury box. We were yeah, pimping, well, we're oh, smiling, nice. and it, it was just. And it was so upsetting because it's like I can't understand what songs are even playing practically. Yeah, I mean I'm not a huge Pearl Jam fan, but boy, I mean I, I can imagine a Pearl Jam show being pretty darn good, just because I mean I wish they're, it they're, was somewhere else. Their songs are so well. <laughs> they have the kind of music I think that's meant for um, concerts. Meant for you know uh, I always kind of looked at Pearl Jam as they were a perfect stoners group because. Yeah. Their songs all kind of have the same sound. It's like the Gin Blossoms or yeah, yeah. I'm trying to uh, maybe Stone Temple Pilots a little SCP, bit. Yeah, SCP, you know, the, Scotty the, Weiland. Even though you may love some songs and not like some songs, and I mean at least Stone Temple Pilots did change per album. Yeah, but oh, each they, oh, yeah, they did. Album sounded really similar. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So um, anyway, that's why I thought they were a good stoner group because you could you know kind of be just blasted if you're listening to them and it's just like oh it's just that's a Pearl Jam song. Yeah. How can you tell? Oh, you can tell you from the toe know. jammed guitar. You know. You know the guitar. You just you know Eddie Vedder's voice. <laughs> right. That too. Yeah. That that's a great point. He has a very distinct wail yeah. to his voice, which is huge for a group, right? You can't have a bad voice. Well, you can. I'm, I've always contended that Led Zeppelin has the worst voice to singer in the history of the world. That's and uh, <laughs> but I mean, Plant. but then again, I also I love Tom Petty, and Tom Petty has a horrible voice, but he writes songs. His his songwriting sets him apart from everything else. Yeah, and his songs fit his voice. Yeah, you know, he knows what sounds good from him. Like when you hear him in the Trevor and Wilburys, I mean, he sounds fantastic because they have him singing the parts that he should be singing. So, yeah. back to the original story that I was telling about uh, about Phil Lesh is that. Like I said, they didn't change the garden or anything as much as possible. And when my boss was going out to visit her brother in San Francisco, a coworker of mine said, hey, if you can snag something from Phil Lesh's house, mm-hmm. I'd really like that. So she did, but that employee quit before she got back from vacation. Oh. So it's nothing big, but here is a rock 
from Phil Lesh's house. That's awesome. If you like it, it's yours. Thank you. I will. <laughs> I, I do like it. That's awesome, man. Is that a wild story? I could make that into a necklace, actually. Oh, I totally could. Or you could buy like a pouch necklace where you yeah. can hold it. You know, because I do that with the. I have a rock I was given to a, by a friend of mine Sweet, at the Grand dude, Canyon. That's awesome. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I thought it was just a cool little like. It is a different kind of memento. You know, it, it's it not is, like a man. not like a stupid trinket that Phil, you know. Phil, for me, like I, I love the whole band. I love everybody. The, the band's great. Phil, <laughs> to me, was always the heartbeat of the band at playing the bass and he's such a big goofy lovable guy he's got a second chance in life with a liver transplant right and huge into organ doning in fact after every show he always thanks the person that um unfortunately passed away i forget i i think his name was eddie or something um that, that he they harvested his uh liver and gave it to phil and phil and that's why he's alive it, that's why he's alive and yeah. you know phil does it every show uh, after the show, please be an ogre donor, so on and so forth. And and I, I, Phil is just such an awesome man to me. So I thank you so much for that. That that is really awesome. Yeah, I, I am actually. Can, I hope you have some fun with that. Yeah, so. I definitely will. I definitely uh, will. Do you want to read the uh, sports offensive trivia question? Just out of curiosity, did you hear from Nate at all this morning? I, I didn't hear from. I, I have <laughs> I when I when I said I was uh, out, out the door and was going to be back at nine yesterday, I didn't hear anything from from <laughs> from you or Nate. And then, well, I I heard from him uh, <laughs> last night. Uh, saying some stuff about fantasy baseball and then uh but you know i know he works late at that new as new job yeah i, so I, yeah, I know i yeah. think a lot of times it you know it's it's hard to get up early in the morning yeah. when you work late well he jumped so right schedule. over that picture you scheduled there you put up there on, on our uh <laughs> what now uh, that, oh, no, that, oh, so, oh. <laughs> who is that girl by the way that was demi rose mobry m-a-w-b-r-y okay so she basically was do you know who angie verona was that sounds familiar. So she was a young girl. Like she certainly didn't look like a young girl, but she was, I think, 15 or so when a whole bunch of her like Facebook and other photos like started getting picked up by guys and they would start posting her on, on like Tumblr or whatever. Right. So she became like super famous because of how attractive she was. And no one knew, knew that she was that young because she certainly doesn't look young. Oh, no. But she talked about how it kind of, you know, was a, had a pretty detrimental effect on her life, you know, her last few years in high school and going to college and stuff like that. Yeah, that would. This girl kind of had the same thing, except she loved it. Like she wanted to be looked at. And she was like, again, she was probably like the same age, but just extremely overdeveloped. Now, this was a number of years ago that that all happened. She's now, I think, 25 or 26. She most famous thing she did recently was she dated Kylie Jenner's ex, the one that she didn't have a baby with. Okay. I mean, I know she was dating those two different black rappers, and I don't listen to rap anymore because it's so bad. So well, I don't know who they are. It's not rap. It's R and B. Oh, is that that? Well, that's what I call that's it. what I wouldn't call, I wouldn't call it R and B anymore. But um, to me, R and B is like I don't know. I guess like Tony Braxton or. Um, R. Kelly. Yeah, yeah. R. Kelly would be a pretty good. In fact, I mean, house party is, is, is as R and B as it gets, right? So I, I'm sorry, I I don't want to start singing the song, but that's that Chappelle spoof. What did you do better? No, no. Uh, so uh, anyway, but so she ended up dating him, or not only she was dating him or escorting him while he was over in Europe after they after he broke up with Kylie. That's why it was a big deal, you know. And then uh, anyway, she's just insanely like she's one of the most attractive women I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, so she's, she's gorgeous. That's why I sent you guys her picture. I just thought, you know what, on a Friday, there's nothing wrong with a little pick-me-up. No, there uh, definitely isn't. In, I almost swerved off the road when I looked at it. <laughs> heading into a holiday weekend, you know, might as well uh, have a, a positive My mindset. holiday almost started in the hospital. <laughs> I was like, whoa, I was like, what's going on here? Yeah, so uh, if you are a male and you haven't seen her, Demi Rose Mabry. She is, I, I think she's technically considered an Instagram or uh, lingerie model. 
That's, so I don't know I, what she gets I, paid what, for. That's but what I would say. Yeah, I mean, I, how these girls make money, I don't technically know because she doesn't do a lot of those like skinny tea or other like promotion things on her page. She just posts pictures. So I think, I guess, I mean, it depends on your level of fame that people will just pay you to just wear their outfits. I think yeah. if you're if you're really attractive and have a huge following, and she's one of those girls who has probably. I don't know what forty million followers or what. I mean, just oh, you know. Easily. I mean, shocker, right? I mean, yeah. who's going to follow a drop dead gorgeous woman? So, uh, anyway, um, trivia questions. Go ahead and uh, right. kick her off. Memorial Day trivia questions. We have two for you. By the way, happy Memorial Day weekend to everybody. Thank you to all our veterans out there, uh, current and past, and everyone that's uh, risked their lives and put their lives on the line for us. So, we got two questions for you here today. Question number one. What is the highest batting average over a season in MLB history post-1900? That is, what is the highest batting average over a season in MLB history post-1900? So, important point that it is a single season record, not a yeah. career record. Anyone who's curious about the career record is actually it's Ty Cobb at 460-something. Okay. Uh, Ty Cobb also spent a number of years playing before 1900 if i'm not mistaken i believe you did um so this i've actually got the top three there's four answers because the third place uh, is actually a tie so okay just to give you a little bit of a hint but uh, we won't go any further and the other question okay so you know we uh, we start the stanley cup playoffs here monday night it is the st louis blues and the boston bruins so when was the last time the st louis blues were in the stanley cup finals and who did they play why does it seem like the NHL and the NBA just don't think much before they schedule games? I mean, maybe it's just me, but I mean, no games on a Memorial Day weekend until the Monday night, the night when you're getting ready well, to go back to work. Uh, you also have to remember, well, the NBA worked down Golden State. If it were won seven games, they'd be playing tomorrow. Okay. Um, tomorrow you have Monaco, Indy, and then NASCAR and Charlotte. For the, 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 is that a big one? The, the Charlotte yeah, it's, NASCAR? it's the 600 mile race. Unless they changed it, I don't. I didn't. I don't even put that down anymore because I don't follow NASCAR that much anymore. Right. When I lived in PA, I, I followed. We had Pocono right up the road. Well, I will tell you what. When I move into my new apartment and I got my TVs mounted on the wall, and I'm I can't wait to uh, turn on the sound system because I love when they do that. Crank it up. Oh yeah, you... yeah. No, 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 no. I do watch. I, I'll watch Daytona. I watch Talladega. I watch Bristol. Um, and then I'll throw in, you know, I'll, I'll throw in Pocono just because it's Pocono. Oh, it's a cool course. I mean, yeah, it's it's a road track that's a two and a half mile trial. <laughs> it's, it's it's really weird. Wait, Poconos is is a road? Well, they, it's technically because it's not highly banked. It's two and a half mile trioval. It's 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 right. It's, it's, looks like, it looks like a triangle yeah. almost. So the tunnel turn is the, one of the toughest turns in NASCAR because it's flat. Okay. So you basically have oh, so you, you don't have, have the, the assistance of gravity. Right. You or... have the speedway speeds coming out of one, and then all of a sudden you go into a flat turn into two, and oh. it's really turn three slash four where you come back around in a little bit of an embankment turn, and then you go down the longest straight straightaway in NASCAR. Oh, really? Is what it is. Interesting. Okay. It's a really dynamic. From, all three turns are different. I know from playing the video game NASCAR, which they've had some good versions and some bad versions yeah. of NASCAR games, uh, but they, it, that's one of the most fun courses to drive yeah, because yeah. you have enough straightaway to get up some speed and make some moves, but then you also have three turns, which gives you more opportunity to use drafting. So and it's, it's three completely different turns. That's why they consider it to be the trioval. It's, it's the super speedway road course. It's really kind of the underlying, you know, defining term of what it is 
Yeah, because I think of road course, I think of like the dirt ones right. or the not necessarily dirt, it's but uh, you, lots of turns. You know, you're going through a city, or you know, like Monaco is a road. You know, the Grand Prix of Monaco goes through the streets of Monaco. And where is Monaco? Is that the one on the north corner of Africa? Uh, oh, it's uh, it's tucked right in there on. That's what Morocco, I think. I'm I thinking. Think of. You, yeah, it's Morocco. You and Monaco is that that plush. I mean, if I ever could move overseas somewhere, I think I'd move to Monaco. You know, like, is that a country or is it in a country? No, it, Monaco's its own country. It's got a king or something. Some What's the one of... where you can gamble crazy amounts? Monaco. Oh, it's the same place. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's where they pull all their yachts right into the, the road right there, and they, they just sit there. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, see, I knew I knew that name, but that, that's why. So I think of yeah. gambling. Uh, I hear doctor. I hear Doctor Phil is a pretty good party out there on his yacht when he goes. Oh, like Ron, I guess Doctor Phil has big parties all the time. Ron White goes. He he makes jokes about going on the on the yacht and falling off the dock <laughs> when it's being drunk on on Doctor Phil's yacht. Ron White was drunk. <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> I love when he has his comedy shows and he's like, you like people ask me what brand I drink and I said I won't tell you because they don't pay me. But if they pay me, I'll put it in their bottle instead of my bottle. Exactly. <laughs> I also love how big of a bottle of booze he has for his shows. He oh. only drinks like two glasses. And but... he's just sweating profusely. <laughs> well, I mean, how much alcohol could you really drink doing that kind of a show? Because you're going to get dehydrated from the lights and the heat. That's true. You know, like when I see those guys who wear like the sports coats and stuff, I'm like, what are you thinking, man? I would, you know, even when they blast air conditioners at full volume in those places, it gets super hot. When I saw uh, Bill Maher up at the one of the CU venues, I can't remember which theater it is up at CU at the up at Boulder. I, but I just remember that I, we were in the we were upstairs, and I went with uh, Chef Rusty. You know him. Yeah. And uh, we went to go see the show, and the show was phenomenal. In fact, it makes makes you realize how differently comedians are when they're being taped and when they're not. Yeah. Because he was hilarious, and most of his stand up that I've seen, like on HBO and stuff, it's like it's okay, it's not great. His stand up live was uproarious. I mean, I was crying, I was laughing so hard. But what I really remember is we were up in the mezzanine, and it was so hot. I mean, I was sitting there like fanning myself the entire time, just trying to like breathe. And, uh, you know, then you look at the skinny people who are like shivering and you're like, God damn skinny people. You know, they just, they don't, <laughs> just don't know. Um, anyway, so the grand prix of Monaco, um, you know, I think you know more about this than I do. So do you want to kind of, yeah, you know, sure. Actually, give you know, people some highlights on, on, here? The, on, on the ride up, actually, uh, Lewis Hamilton of Patronus, uh, Mercedes AMG Patronus motorsports did take the pole. Uh, I got that uh, right by the first bank center came through because they do uh, qualifying the day before and um, right and uh, Formula One. So and, Monaco uh, is today, tomorrow. Tomorrow it'll be oh. live at seven a.m. our time, Mountain Time, but nine a.m. Eastern. They already did all the qualifying. Yeah, they did. The oh, qual- I guess they are overseas. They're overseas. Yeah, okay. they're overseas, so they're ahead of us. Uh, so, but the qualifying happened today. Lewis Hamilton of uh, Mercedes AMG Patronus Motorsports uh, is uh, uh, on the pole. He is uh, the, the number one ranked driver right now in formula one racing um you know let's get the it's a sad weekend for formula one because uh nick Lauda died he's an austrian uh he won three f1 titles uh i think two for ferrari one for um i believe it was mercedes uh passed away uh he's one of the ambassadors to the sport and he's also uh one of the top mercedes people with the patronus teams and so on and so forth so sad day for formula one racing 
uh, that that he he is a very he died well known today. No, he died on Monday. Uh, oh, so okay. uh, he uh, yeah, I, I believe it was something. Um, he had a lung transplant not too long ago, and uh, some he died peacefully. Uh, from the articles I read wow. from um, the Telegraph UK uh, is what I, I try to get. Was my, he elderly? Uh, Seventy. Okay, at least at least I mean at least you make seventy. Yeah, yeah. You know, so he had, now, he had a good run. Yeah, he did. But uh, if you look at Monaco, Monaco is one of the most prestigious road courses in Formula One in all of racing. It's one of the most well known. It's one of the most richest purses in all motorsports, so on and so forth. Now this year, Mercedes AMG Patron, the team Patronus, basically is ruling the world. Um, Scuderia Ferrari is in fourth and fifth place in the point standings. Uh, Vettel is not. Yeah, Vettel is always usually right up. Sebastian Vettel is right up there, and he is just not there this year. And uh, right now, Team Patronus has a stranglehold. Is so. AMG who owns Mercedes or? Oh, AMG is. Um, they have teamed up with Mercedes and a whole bunch of other companies. I think uh, Honda and so on. Because you can find AMG. I saw a great C6. On the on the road the other day, an AMG Mercedes C6, and it was gorgeous. Probably a ninety thousand dollars. What does AMG do? Uh, AMG makes parts and engines for them. An oh, AMG okay. engine. Yeah. Okay. So they make my, my friend Nick is looking for an, an an AMG Mercedes right now, is what he's looking. Damn. For. What does he do for a living? Um, he's a stay at home dad, stock and stockbroker, and Jeez. he also has uh, he's a part owner of a company back east. Um, from a family company. Very so, nice. Yeah. So he uh, he actually. Well, he he has a or Mercedes, you said. Yeah, uh, yeah, Mercedes. Um, he has a uh, this is a he has a '96 uh, collector's edition Corvette sitting in his garage right now. So, which unfortunately they took so so. This is the the problem that he's having. They've taken so good care. The Corvette owners have taken so so much care of those cars that they're not worth terribly too much right now. Oh, there, really? I mean, someone offered him twenty six for him, and he said no. Twenty six grand? Yeah. But like, if you look back, a grand. I know that's what he's. They, they, so at some point they're gonna what? they're gonna skyrocket. But like my cousin Greg, he has a perfectly mint condition Dodge Stealth white. Ooh, I like those. Now I, those sold for like what twenty three, twenty four thousand back in the day, and someone offered him fifty thousand for it. He said no. He's like, if you had the black Stealth, because they're almost impossible to find. He's like, I would offer you ninety thousand for it. Can you just because get it painted? <laughs> no. Well, that's a, no. It needs to be VIN. The VIN the is original. Yeah, the original, the original color. Because those the people that bought those cars because they were they were high performance cars mm-hmm. beat the shit out of those cars, <laughs> and none of them around anymore that are in mint condition. Is that what my dad had? He either had a Dodge Stilt. He, I know he had a Mitsubishi three thousand. Those were good cars. Yeah, but then he, I think he had. I know it was a Dodge. I think it was a stealth because I remember my my one of my roommates uh, my first year in college or second year in college um, was a huge car guy. Right. And uh, and do we have Nate on the line? I don't think that's Nate, but let's find out who it is. I just I just looked over at your computer because it's not over your shoulder right now. Yeah. Good morning, caller. You're on the uh, Sports Offensive with JP and Mark. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Mike from Pittsburgh. Uh... Hey, I want to hear more about this guy that's a, that's a stockbroker at home that has a business out east that's looking for a $90,000 car. I mean, what a life, I guess, you know. <laughs> I want to know or, more about or, that guy, too. What's that? I was saying, I want to know more about him, too. 
Yeah, I mean, it's pretty – what a hell of a life, huh? I mean, uh, you sit at home and, uh, you know, stockbroker, you know, stock market's good, but I'd like to hear more about this guy. All right, JP, <laughs> go ahead. Well, he's an old good friend of mine, so on and so forth. Uh, um, basically, yeah, his wife's an architect uh, and lives right down the road from me down there in DTC. This voice sounds familiar for some reason, but um, <laughs> ba- basically, uh, you don't know, he um, – uh, the family business, uh, unfortunately, his both his parents are now passed away, um, Cal and Va- uh, Val and Kathy. And uh, one of our great friends, I've known him since first grade, we friends with uh, Russ Wilgus up there, up north in Boulder, too. Um, and, you know, just uh, one of those guys. He's, he, doesn't have, he doesn't have that Dodge Stealth. He has the collector's edition vet. And he, he's got a beautiful little uh, um, daughter named Evelyn and uh, beautiful wife, Sarah. So, you know, he's just a regular guy. <laughs> Regular guy. How many cars? <laughs> yeah, what a life. How, how many cars does he have in total? Or is he a collector, or is he just looking for this specific car now? Uh, no, 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 no. Like you're confusing my cousin Greg with my friend Nick. My friend Nick's looking to buy up vets right now and fix them up. Is what he's doing. He's trying to find certain year vets and and try to restore them. Is what he really wants to do. My friend Greg does uh, have a couple different cars. Um, I don't, he had, he, I think he has, I forget the other car he has anymore. Uh, yeah, he has about four cars, but, um, no, uh, they, they all uh, enjoy, uh, you know, nice fast cars. <laughs> Who doesn't, right? Although well, the 96 vet right now would get blown away by anything new. <laughs> well, here's a question for what you, Mike. Do you have a preferred car? Like, do you have a favorite car make model? Nah, you know, honestly, I'm not a big, uh, a car guy, I'm more like uh just get me to point A to point B type of guy. Um, you know, right now I have a Honda CRV, you know, just for the family, you know, so nothing, uh, you know, too flashy, just a, you know, basic car. But it kind of caught my interest when when I heard about that. He's a stockbroker, and this is a sports show. I wondered uh, since he's in the numbers, does he like do any sports betting or anything like that? No, he stays. He actually stays away from. He he likes to call me out on sports bets and tell me what I should bet and what I shouldn't bet, or why did I bet that, or why did I bet that. Uh, he doesn't. He he enjoys hockey. His 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 favorite sport. He's a Pittsburgh Penguins fan. So you know, if he understands, oh, I'm calling, he, from, I'm calling from. I'm calling from Pittsburgh right now. Right outside, about ten minutes outside of Pittsburgh. I'm thinking if he's good at uh, stockbroking, good at noticing trends and, and making predictions and things like that, I'll bet you he'd be good at daily fantasy sports. You know, the, the, he, the he actually drafting. would be. If he, if he got into it, he, he would be into that. Um, but, no, I mean, he's given some stock tips, tips to me that have just went off the chart. Wow. And I'm not going to say Next over the you, air. You need, to, you need to funnel those my way, please, because uh, I've actually <laughs> had a real good – have you guys seen that new guy on Jeopardy who is a, who's a sports better out in Las Vegas and he's like yeah. tearing it up. Um, he, he, he's doing stuff on Jeopardy, like with the daily doubles and he has a totally different strategy than, than any other player before. And he's up, I think he's over like $2 million in uh, 30 straight wins. He's, you know, approaching that, uh, that one Ken Jennings or whatever his name, but he's a, he's a sports better, but he's kind of, taken the jeopardy to another level here yeah he's about five hundred thousand dollars behind uh jenny yep. uh he's done it in about half as many games i think it's 36 straight wins now or 37 yeah he's on the news and every morning he uh one thing he did identify was that daily doubles are more likely to be found in row four 
And so he always like picks row four for his first questions is also his strategy is to grab or to at least uh, request the or, or pick the highest values in each of the question columns and do that first and try and whittle those down. And if he wins those, then he gets a big enough lead that he doesn't have to worry. I mean, I think he made something like 70000 in like this most recent show, which mm-hmm. is incredible. It, that's like almost all the money on the board. And what he does is every time he gets a daily double, he bets like his entire wad. And he and the reason he gets all these questions right, I guess, is that he found a website or a, a study or something like that where these people had cataloged like every question done and all that kind of stuff. And he used to use that to then go into – he would read those, then go to bar trivia night and crush it in bar yeah. trivia because he had such a wide-ranging knowledge. Yeah. And then he took it all with him to, to Jeopardy. So it's a crazy story. It really is, actually. I mean I've been following on <laughs> – I watch Good Morning America before, before I turn on first take and right after get up for about a, a half hour usually. And, and that's always one of the, the top stories. And he's still going? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just that, – that'd be really, really fun. I mean it, it, it's great to have a lot of useless knowledge, especially when you can turn it into money like that. And it's good to see a gambler on the show, a professional right. gambler. Well, because she goes to show you, right? Bet big to win big. Well, and, and, and the thing is, you know, you know, a lot of people, they start to think these professional gamblers are degenerates and this and that. They get the stigma of not being <laughs> smart except for gambling. But look at the guy. He's crushing it. Yeah, and it, it can't ever say well, that the gambling doesn't give you a kick, right? I mean, yeah. I, I love the feeling I get when I place a bet. So. Oh, I do too. <laughs> Ahead, well, you know, Mike. the thing is, though, is uh, there, you know, there is, they say, uh, you know, 5% of, uh, you know, the public that actually bets are winners. You know, it's just 95% that lose because, you know, they don't have a structure. You know, they're chasing bets after they lose, and, and they don't have a strategy. But uh, this guy seems like the real deal. And I know that, I think it was Thursday's show, he was actually on the ropes a little bit. Um, this other guy took like a... 13,000 uh, money lead on him because uh, he, the guy, the other guy hit like a daily double in, you know, the second uh, part of the show, the second round, and he was down. And then all of a sudden, like his next, uh, I don't know if you guys saw it, but his next uh, um, uh, category, he hit one. So then he got it down like back to, you know, only down 3,000, and then he ended up pulling away and then hitting the final answer too. But he he was actually on the ropes there for a while. I thought I thought he might be might be going down. It is just really impressive that that many shows in a row you would know that much about just random topics, right? Because there's a lot of random it, things it, on there Jeopardy. There is a lot of random things from you Jeopardy. know I mean can, from old English literature all the you know through North mythology through you know I don't even like I don't know sports conjunction names oh, well, start with S or something. You know I mean? There's this one spoof. Of, it's not a spoof. It actually happened on Jeopardy. It was a sports column where no one knew any of the answers. Uh, right. <laughs> that one cracked me up. I mean, they were clueless. Like the Big Bang Theory going on Jeopardy. Yeah. You know? uh, I think the best I ever saw on Jeopardy or on SNL Jeopardy was when they had uh, Sean Connery was on and he asked him to pick a question or pick a, pick a category and he goes, I'll take the rapist for 100. He's like, that's therapists. <laughs> Oh God! But, uh, but yeah, but good times. Good times. Good, time. good stuff. By the way, what's your favorite uh, uh, model or maker? Uh, excuse me, model make brand of car. Brand of cars. Um, well, considering that uh, I just got myself another Jeep Grand Cherokee, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm a if, Jeep guy. If money was no object, if money was no ob- object, um, I would go get a Bugatti. Interesting. Yeah, yeah that's what nice. I would get. I'd get a Bugatti. I'd probably be leaning more towards Maserati. Okay. But I don't know. I also I'd be so afraid to drive the thing for fear of getting hit or being a target. 
You yeah, know, I mean, that's true. <laughs> I, you know, if you were in a shady area, you know, why wouldn't you be a target and be like, well, this guy's probably got money. Don't drive you know? in shady areas. <laughs> right. Exactly. Only, only drive in nice areas. I'd still want a valet because I'd be afraid to drive the thing and get in a wreck. God, can you imagine what your insurance would be? I'd be through the roof. Oh. But you got money. See, for me, I've had in, in, in my lifetime, you know, and again, I'm, I'm a pretty basic type of person. I've had three Honda Accords. Um, okay. I just find them very reliable and, uh, you know, I mean, I, I don't even know what I would what I would take if you're talking, you know, high end. Because I've had so many Honda Accords, but um, that's you know just for the family and basic stuff. But those those are good cards. I'm 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 sorry, but Honda Accords, uh, reliable, uh, about as reliable as you, you can get. I can't disagree with you there um, at all. I tell you what, if I, I, my parents usually always listen. I don't know if my dad's listening, but he's got a 68 Impala back in the garage uh, back there in PA that I want to get my hands on. He won't let me have my hands on it to restore it. He said he's going to restore it. I said, yeah, I'm going to get that car and restore it before you do. Hey, Snoop would want that 64. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, that, that, he talks about that all the time in the song. Uh, 327 so. Corvette and red engine under the hood, four on the floor, her shifter. I want that car. So I haven't had anything like that, but I have had a car. I had a Honda Civic, and I will say Civic's that that thing car. went 12 or 13 years, and I never had a single major repair. And I drove quite a few miles on that, including driving from here to Arizona, back to here, back to California. I mean, I've been... I, they're a good car. Honda's a good Honda's a good brand. Of course, my Toyota's the same way. Toyota now has two hundred and I don't know sixty four thousand miles on it. It's running like a, a beach. It's still, I mean, it still runs so quiet that you can't even hear it running most yeah. of the time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just amazing. You just take a little bit of care of them, and you know, change the spark plugs, change the oil. You know, change the belts every once in a while. Make sure you get that timing belt about sixty thousand miles because you don't want that baby snapping in that t- in the in that Toyota. That'll cost them oh major bucks. Because I think now they just use chains for the most part, but. Uh, Mine's still old enough to have a belt. So. No, they use belts. Really? Yeah. I, th- I think Honda's changed over to chains. They might have. I don't know. You know, just, just to reduce that. Because, you know, to change the timing belt, you have to get all the way down to, like, where the where the water pump is and the clutch. So usually costs more for the labor than it does for the parts. You well, know? definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I hate car repairs. So anyway, uh, we, we've talked about cars for a long time yeah, here on a sports we'll, show. We'll move along here. <laughs> Even though we're talking about auto racing. <laughs> totally, totally. Um, so, I mean – we watched Dar- uh, Kevin Durant go down in, I think it was game three, I think it was, of the, of the Western uh, semifinals. Maybe it was game four. I think it was three. Yeah, I can't quite remember, but he missed the rest of the games, and yeah, and they, and they, uh, and they rolled. And then, uh, then they lost Durant, you know, and they're still rolling. I mean, they just crushed the uh the portland trailblazers it yeah. was a sweep right it was oh by the way mike thanks for calling into the show yeah really appreciate that thank you uh so do we think is there are the are the warriors too good is this a problem for basketball um is it a problem for basketball yes and no the problem that you're seeing is the way the warriors play the game the warriors play the game um oh but by the way before we just move on from that indy 500 tomorrow um pagino frenchman on the pole at two 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 twenty nine point three almost two three two hundred thirty miles an hour so just wanted to get that in there you can watch that live at 11 o'clock our time that's the biggest on f1 NBA. race in the u.s yeah uh, no the biggest indycar race in the u.s indycar indycar well, what's the difference between indycar and then f1 i thought f1's, f1's uh formula one indycar is um, american Oh, but same like designs? Uh, no. 
Huh. Different designs completely. F1's being... very technical. IndyCar is very it's technical, but not as. I guess I'm thinking like the super low riding. They're both open wheel race cars. They are open. Yeah, okay. I can pull up pictures and they're completely different looking. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, I was just curious because I, I mean, yeah, but I just wanted to throw that because Indy is tomorrow. It's it's it's, it's the heartland of America, and uh, you know, unfortunately, Al Unser Jr. had a little uh, setback. Uh, he got arrested for an OWI. Uh, you know, we had Cody, his daughter, on the show, who is uh, does not uh, associate with her father anymore. What the uh, hell does OWI even stand for? Um, operating while intoxicated oh, inebriated or uh, something um but so yeah many different terms but now. cody is cody unser is not she doesn't do anything with I mean, she was a great thing. interview yeah she really was that first step foundation uh cody cody we love you out there um but yeah he had a little setback rolled down an embankment after i got out of his car so but he, he's also involved in one of the teams in uh indy car racing so you know I mean, coming you think about people who are in sports and who are successful at high levels of sports you got to think that most of the people have either, you know, a, a high drive, right? Because to be able to train, you know, it becomes arduous and they, and they just do it over and over and over. Yeah. But then there's also, you kind of have to have that balls to the wall mentality, I think, most of the no time. Fear. Yeah. And I think that it's you hard. Were, there's a fine line between life and death. Right. I mean, if you have to embrace no fear in order to be successful in your given pursuits, then it's going to spill over into your daily life pursuits. Yeah. You know I mean? Even just your just day-to-day. Al, Al's a notorious alcoholic, yeah. and it's been well-known for a long time. I mean, it's just kind of like when you have certain people that you play with, uh, like you play softball with, right? There's certain people who would just lose their you know, collective shit over a call or losing a game or something like that, and it's like, mm-hmm. man, you're playing a softball game. It's not that important, but, you know, it's just – it just happens, you know, like it just gets super competitive. And if you're super, if you have that super competitive spirit and edge, but you don't quite have the high, super high talent level, maybe then, then it becomes a, a more noticeable combination. But uh, mm-hmm. anyway. anyway, we'll go back. Moving back to basketball, the, the way the Warriors play the game, and even without Kevin Durant in there, um, it's your classic pass the ball, pass the ball, pass the ball pass, to the open shooter. And that was classic basketball. It's not clear the core down for LeBron James and let him power to the hole. They are shooting to the open. But man. they hit the shots. That's the thing. You know, yeah. they are so meticulous at hitting those shots in key moments. And, um, you know, Clay Thompson was left off the all NBA team. And this is something I really wanted to hit on because sports writers, people like you and me, obviously we don't get a vote, but um, they vote first, second and third team. Kemba Walker from Charlotte got on the team and the, the, the I know he was still playing the eye roll that clay clay didn't even know who was on the team when they interviewed him the eye roll when they said his name was legendary <laughs> i mean he literally almost fell over he eye rolled so bad and um the, well, he the lost thing, a lot of money for well, not making that team well it's a super max which is 240 million and now he can only get a max contract at 210 million well granted that's a lot of still a lot of money but I mean, that's still well, imagine what kind of car you could have bought with that extra like twenty million dollars. Exactly. Or thirty so, million dollars, you know, whatever but, it is. But should sports riders be voting on this? Is the one thing that I really that's the team players and teams and GMs and people should be voting on this stuff. The sports <sighs> riders. The, I, there's one sports writer went on the book, and I'm it's not going to say his name. Um, he said, "I have a vote." He's like, "I will." As soon as they change this to where they are, we can change their their pay structure. He's like, "I will not vote." I. Uh... And that's a hard, hard question is 
I think it should be a how co- do you decide a combination wins? of sports writers and the teams and owners. And, and I can teams. go with that. No fans involved because fans could fans can, can always, doctor. Well, yeah. you just you can get. You know, they can just do flood votes on things exactly. and, and, and on the internet. And it, stuff. Sh- it should be the sports writers and the teams that should be voting and a mixture of it to make a fair vote. You know what? I'd love a three-way th- or a, a, a three, maybe even a four-part vote. Have all the GMs pick their top ten, all the coaches pick their top ten, all the players pick their top ten, all starting NBA players, or if you have a certain number of minutes or whatever, maybe you get to do the vote. And then you know, and, and then all the writers. And then you have those four categories. You add them together, divide by four, whatever your average is. I'll go you one better. Yeah? Hall of Fame players. Oh, yeah. Living Hall of Famers? Yeah. And that would take away a lot of the question, right? Because if you're in the Hall of Fame, you're going to have a pretty good idea of what you think is qualifies as yeah. the Hall of Fame. You know? Yeah. But I, I just, Speaking of, we'll talk about the Hall of Fame a little bit later. Mm-hmm. We've got an interesting discussion point that I think I think we can talk for a while about, and I think it'll be hard to – I think it's, it's going to be a tough answer. Right. Real tough. Okay. Real tough. Uh, but well, I don't want to. Like, well, we won't skip ahead yet. No, but. we're not going to skip ahead. <laughs> no, but but um, Golden State plays no, no, the game. Are the they way. are they too good? Are they too good for the NBA? I don't think they're too good. I think they're playing the game the way it's meant to be played, and people need to catch up to that again because we gone away from the way basketball was intended to play. Pass the ball, pass the ball before the shot clock, mm-hmm. and you just you know you hold the ball as long as you pass, 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 and. Now we see so many teams with LeBron, I think, kind of – Michael didn't change – Michael changed the game the way it was played, but people wouldn't clear out for Michael. Michael would just make moves. I mean, people would – I mean, remember Miami. They clear the whole side of the court out for LeBron. I mean, <laughs> well, literally, they all stand on one side of the court. That's bad coaching. I, and, and then you just drive to the hole. I mean, LeBron kind of ruined the game for a little bit, I think, and made the game and, and, and excited a lot well, of people. Be, being but, unstoppable meant yeah. that he could be a one-man player or a one-man a one yeah. man team. I mean, he took, what, eight straight times in the finals or something like that? Yeah, and, and now you see Golden State going the complete opposite direction of playing right. complete team ball of the open man gets the shot, and they're so, hitting him. Who would the Rockets have to add? to finally take down the Warriors. The Warriors would have to lose Clay Thompson and the Rockets. I, I, I wouldn't even begin to venture a guess who they could even have. I, it's, rumor out there is that LeBron has been contacting already Kawhi Leonard and Jimmy Butler. Oh, yeah. Trying to get them to L.A. They're really, they want Jimmy Butler, but the fans, and here's the problem, and Stephen A. Smith pointed this out yesterday. The fans in Philadelphia have embraced Jimmy Butler for his blue-collar work ethic and attitude, and Jimmy Butler loves the fans there. So it's And Jimmy Butler wants to go to L.A., make no mistake about it, but it's not a given that he'll leave Philly. Right, right. So that's, that's going to be an interesting offseason play because the, the, the fans in Philly have really embraced Jimmy and the way he plays defense and his whole ball play. The one thing I could see as a, as a negative for Philly is that they seem like they should have already significantly gotten over that hump. Well, Ben Simmons that, still needs a jump shot. Well, but I just mean they've had so many number one picks and they've had so much hype and they've had so much, you know, this is now the time it, they, they were, they, they were becoming like the Browns where it was like, yes, they is, this blew ever, is, this, is this ever going to, uh, you know, mature into what we were looking for. And speaking of, it's kind of interesting is the, the thing is the GM, I think it was of the Browns, who went out on a like a TV show or a radio show in in in, uh, in Cleveland, mm-hmm. and he actually said to everybody, "Don't 
get up on hype. You know, like well, they need was, to hype it down a little because they're, they're everyone is shooting them right to the top of the, the going yeah. right up there with New England. Yeah, like they're going to be in the in the finals, yeah. and they could be <laughs> very but, well. I mean, yeah. we saw what the Eagles did the second year with Carson Wentz. Yeah. I mean, they they just crushed it. So they crushed it, and then know, Nick Foles came right back and then just picked up where Saint, Carson got Saint hurt. Nick, is that we call him? Saint Nick. Yeah. So you know, see what he can do. He in, did uh, finally sell his house in South Jersey. Yeah, we'll see what he can do in uh, in Jacksonville. It'll be interesting. I'm rooting for him. That's a whole other place you got to try and change and try and change change the culture. Mm-hmm. And I think at Philadelphia, I, I I worry that them kind of just coming up empty again. You know, I mean, not that well, they were not that they had a terrible exit series. The thing in in that game is Kawhi hit an impossible shot. <laughs> right. I mean, two bounces and goes in. Right. Two, I mean, it's two bounces of spin. Uh, I'm surprised it didn't do a loop de loop around the the backboard. A little toilet roll around the, around the rim. I yeah, mean, he's falling out of bounds. <laughs> it's just like, I mean, the look on Embiid's face was he was crying. He's like, I can't believe this. But see, it's like that's the kind of thing I mean though. Like as much as that's like, oh, that was just a miracle. Other teams seem to consistently perform miracles against these downtrodden groups that, that just keep losing. And, I mean, Philly really hasn't had much of any team since uh, Iverson had that one good run. Yeah, Iverson then... had that good run. And they haven't had teams since. It, it, it really comes down to it, they, they have Ben Simmons and Embiid. It, ben Simmons has to get that jump shot, that, that 12-foot jump shot right. down. Because if he, the, the, he can't the jokic, you know, he has to do that shot. <laughs> yeah. He has to get that down. And, you know, there's been talks about do you split, you know, um, Simmons and then beat up and bring somebody else in. You know, that's been gone back and forth in Philly for a little bit. But, I mean, Simmons just has to get the jump shot. We all knew he didn't have that jump shot. Right. But he was a great ball handler, and he could take it to the hole because he's that big. Because, I mean, it's just, you know, because I'm thinking, like, if, if, if Kawhi or Butler were to go to the Rockets, like, if Kawhi went to the Rockets, could they be, you know, that good? And I don't yes, know. They, they could, I don't know if him and Harden can Harden, mesh. Him and Harden, that's, that's what I was going to point out. Him and Harden I don't think could mesh because Kawhi wants the ball, Harden wants the ball. Right. And in D'Antoni's <clears> system, <throat> the Harden always has the ball. <laughs> and I also think that both of those players thrive on that kind of thing. They're kind of yeah. like how uh, – uh, DeMarco Murray was in football. Like yeah. he can't do it. He's not. A, he's not a couple of touches explode. I don't think Kawhi would be happy in Houston. I don't think so either. Think that, right. That's the problem. Yeah. Because you have to go into Houston knowing that you're going to play second fiddle to Harden and then CP3. Right. You might not even be over CP. I mean, yeah. you probably would be, but that's why if, different if positions though. Kawhi, in my opinion, is either going to go to the Knicks or he's going to go to the Clippers. Wow, the Knicks. The Knicks are trying to put a deal together for Kawhi and KD is what they're trying to do right now. They're trying to package it since they didn't get Zion. But they just don't have the – yeah, they don't have the – they don't have the rest of the team. Uh, they do and they don't. Uh, they're, they're bad, but you put Kawhi and KD together, now you're awesome. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't – I guess it depends if you get a really good point guard, and I don't mean like a good shooting point guard. I mean, you get a really good running the floor point guard, but then you got to get both Kawhi and Kevin to be willing to not have the point. So, um, which I don't understand why so many of these superstars want to be the point. It's like, no, you shouldn't be bringing the ball up court. The ball should be brought up court by the guy who's like the like the floor general. You know, he's like, yeah. this is what we're going to do on this play, uh, which I think is why. But who's point guard for the for the Warriors? Is it Curry? Yeah, it's Steph. 
So, you know, so he kind of blows that because I didn't know there was a time when point guards were really good shooters and good scorers. And then, you know, then it kind of became the opposite direction. It kind of wasn't the point guards that were good. Um, you know, it was they were the facilitators, right, right. you know. Um, I mean, obviously, you had some great ones, right? Because I think Stockton was a point guard, Stockton, right? Stockton, yeah. And Derek Rose, obviously, mm-hmm. point Derek. guard. Um, but anyway, I'm getting off on a tangent. That probably doesn't make any sense. So I, I guess because I'm trying to figure out what the Nuggets could do to be a threat. Now, the Nuggets, this is what I saw because I don't watch a lot of regular season. No, no. But I watched their playoff run right. pretty pretty much every game. And I did too. I did too. So did it seem to you like every play up the floor – Right. This I know I can't really I'm trying to describe this to people on the on the radio, but I'm gonna show you. So, you know oh, I know exactly Joker where passes go. the ball to Murray. Yeah. Murray takes the ball up court. Jokic is over here, right? Murray comes down here. Jokic goes up to do a screen. Right. Then Murray goes this way, and then Jokic cuts towards the basket. And so the thought is right, you can you're kind of doing a pick and roll <laughs> or a pick and pop, right? So you're you're kind of doing one of the two every play but that seemed to be like 90 percent of the times up the floor that was That's their, what that they was their run. game plan and the problem with with the nuggets is <clears throat> what happened is they let the joker have the ball out at the top of the three-point line trying to start running plays mm-hmm. and he couldn't do it and, they and you say could tell because he was trying to wave people this and he's all over the place and it wasn't working well because they say that his basketball knowledge is off the charts mm. like in terms of like offensive skill oh, yeah the guy is just off the charts well he and, learned in europe and they say he's not actually that he's not that athletic it's that he's so good at what he knowing what he's supposed to do he's like the big fundamental kind of with like tim duncan was that's why but, Europe, European players are, are becoming more valuable right now. Yeah. And they're learning the game the way it's supposed to play. And they've got that, he's got that perfect touch, though. So mm-hmm. he can make that – I don't know if that's not – I know that, that's not a 12-footer, probably like a 6-footer, right? Mm-hmm. But he's just got that touch where he can go up and take the shot before the center or the power forward comes out to block him, and he's still being covered by like a shooting guard or a small forward – and he can get that shot off before they come out to meet him. And that's what was so effective. And, you know, you can say, well, why would you stop going to the well when people can't stop it? I mean, you've been doing that all year long. And that those two score most of the points, you know. Right. And they, they, that's why Jokic, when he's off the floor, the Nuggets negative was horrible. Oh, God, yeah. You know, I mean, it was just amazing. Like, they just would plummet when he was off the court. Well, that's I, why he had to play so many minutes. I, well, he, he played uh, like over almost 70 minutes in that four-overtime game. <clears throat> yeah, just it, that's just crazy. I mean, I mean, yeah, you can do it right now because he's young. I, I, but you I, only I, got like two more years where you can be, go that I'll many be, minutes. I'll, I'll be frank with you. I don't know how the Nuggets were the number two seed in the West. It a lot, baffles me. A lot of bad teams in the West, and that, that can't stop that simple thing. It's just like with Stockton and Malone. Yeah. Right. They did the pick and roll yeah. every. That was like every play, and then yeah, if they you, did. And then every once in a while, kick it out to Hornacek for a three pointer. Mm-hmm. Right. That was like their entire game plan, and it took them to the finals twice and almost beat the Bulls once. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it. If you can't stop it, why not do it? Right. That's. I mean, that's why teams do that. But, yeah. but there's no creativity there. So it's like if someone figures out how do you stop you for two games, now they get a two zero lead, and now you're trying to play catch up, playing your playing a new game you know it's like yeah what do they say the hardest so i don't know if this is real or not but i used to love that show the west wing yeah so there was a scene with uh, president bartlett who was martin sheen and they said they were talking about some kind of military thing and saying it's the hardest thing that they could ever try to do and he was saying you know what they say the hardest thing in sports to do and it's not to swing a ball and hit a bat it's when uh, a super bowl team 
and the coach goes in in, in halftime and says, all right, guys, what we've been doing all season long that God is here isn't working. So now we have to do something different and try and come back and win the game. And we realize that St. or uh, St. Louis, um, New England has done that all the time, four or five times <laughs> in the Super Bowl. That just goes to show you, right? If you can change on the fly, you can always win. And you have to learn to adapt. And that's where the Nuggets really looked. They looked all out of place when Yoke, the Joker went to the top of the key there and was trying to run the show. They looked completely out of whack right. to, me, to me. I mean, they looked, he was waving on the work to the right, to the left. And they didn't have a clue what they were doing to look like. Right. Like, it, you know, you see the point guards oftentimes are putting up certain numbers, yeah. you know, certain combinations with their fingers to kind of let you know, oh, we're going to do this play, we're going to do this play. Um, and yet the fact that the Nuggets didn't have that, I mean, it, I think it just shows maybe the ma- immaturity. You know, and they yes. very impressive year. Great, great, great year, great year. young team. They're, they're, Fantastic opinion, core. One player, they need another player. They need a shooter, I think. They yeah, need an outside they, shooter that can take the, the pressure off The thing off is, is there's no rumblings of any players and the free agents looking to even come here, though. That's the problem, and I don't know why that is. Well, are players going to believe in it after one year? <laughs> that's true. You know, can you do it more than once? Right. That's, I mean, that's a big, it's got to be a big thing for a player. You look at Kyrie Irving, right? He leaves the Bulls, goes to Boston, Cavs. or sorry, the Cavs. Uh, <laughs> goes to the goes you know goes to the Celtics and and you know I, I want to be out of, out of LeBron's shadow and I want to be the man and I want to do this I'm gonna do that. So now it, it you know you see how it works out. It's like some people are so sure, and I guess it's good to have that confidence, but you don't know well, how another team operates. Kyrie got humbled this year. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he, he did, and and everyone says. LeBron needs to humble himself to get Kyrie to come to the Lakers. Boy, if I was LeBron, I don't know if I'd want to have him back. I mean, he just he, you, he, he snubbed you. He, he needs like, him. Oh. He needs him back is the problem. Well, he just needs something. I mean, they don't have anything there besides LeBron, and he just he's it, that's too hard of a conference to go and not have anything. But, There's too many good teams. None of those guys want to play with LeBron. Well, that, see that I don't quite understand because. <laughs> I mean, I just think it's because people don't want to be second fiddle, and you're always going to be second fiddle to LeBron. He's just a big enough personality. I don't want to play with him. And that's just sad because it's like – Anthony Davis, I think, wants to play with him, but the Pelicans aren't going to trade him to him because there's – Well, if nothing else, he'll be there next year. Yeah. I mean, I mean, on this season, but next – well, I'm sorry. I guess we're technically still in this season. Yeah, so so we got to go a whole other season with with the unibrow not being eligible (laughs) for your uh, free agency. Yeah, I mean, do you think – what happens if you – see, this is a weird situation. You, you've you got a team that's, you know, got – up, up and coming, I would say. I mean, but they're not nearly where they should be. And Pelicans or – Pelicans. Yeah. I think that's what, what's frustrating Davis, right? So yeah. um, I, I'm just guessing anyway. Um, do you – I mean, you just picked up Zion. Mm-hmm. You saw Zion pretty much dominate NCAA. I mean, yeah. this guy was the difference between winning and losing half the time. Yeah. Uh, so do you, if you have him, you're like, well, I can play with this guy. But I mean, how many rookies are that good? Even the really good ones. How many are that good the first year as they learn the game? Mm. Who's the last one you can remember that really caused a difference on their team? Kobe, LeBron. That's a long time ago. I know it's it's been that it's been that long since we had a guy like that. I mean, Wait, Kevin think of, Garnett. Think of how many number one picks the Cleveland Cavaliers have had in the last right. twelve years 
and that only LeBron count. really made a difference. I mean, right. I guess I guess was was Kyrie a number one pick? Yeah, he was actually. I think was he number one? I, Kyrie because he only played like he only played like fifteen or twenty like, like college came, games when he got hurt. Yeah, he but he came, still got drafted he early. Of, he came out of Duke. Duke. Yeah. yeah, but uh, you know that's an interesting thing because it's it's Zion is a game changer because he's already athletically built. Yeah. He can already look at the rim when he dunks. I mean, <laughs> I mean, the, the stuff he's doing in college is is what LeBron was doing in high school to go to basically the NBA. Absolutely, no. I I don't think there's any question that he's going to be the most impactful rookie in a long time. Yeah. Remind me of uh, like when Tim Duncan came out. Yes. You know, a guy who just dominated. But if you come out to a really bad team, that's the other. Then thing. It, it dwarfs what you're doing. Yeah. But they're not a bad team because you've got Anthony Davis. I mean, you could say we've got two number one studs now. That's but, if Anthony Davis wants to play. Do they play the same position? No. Okay. I don't know what Anthony Davis plays, but Zion's going to be power forward, right? But yeah, he's a power forward. I think uh, what is AD's a he, uh, Zion's a four, AD's a three. I think, or vice versa. Yeah. I mean, I, not that you can't like play out of position. They do it all the time you now. Could, but you could play any position at those two. Yeah. I mean. So. It, it does seem like that like in a lot of ways with with just with basketball in yeah. general. It's like, I mean, maybe a, a guy who's too short as a point guard can't play center, but yeah. and a center can't really play a shooting guard most of the time. But other than that, you can move all around, all around. You really can. You can. You it's can. just how That's, you. It, I mean, they're so athletic today. You really can. Right. I mean, it's more like which five guys do you want on the floor? Exactly. You know, because I mean, those all the and also like the point forwards now and the you know the point centers even with a with a Jokic, you know. So mm-hmm. anyway. um, Raptors and Bucks series, boy, for a while there, I mean, it looked like the Bucks were just kind of just going to waltz their way right into the finals. They really did until they started shooting <laughs> the ball really poorly. I mean, <laughs> wow, what a just pivot. It, it, it was, and 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 you know, people want to oh, we're they're talking about Drake and Drake's in their heads. Drake's a peon. Just go up to him, grab your nutsack, and just look at him and say, "You suck, buddy," and walk away. Why? Why is it even a big deal? Like why? Because he he has a, is he the new spud? Is he the, well, is he new this new Spike? Uh, he's uh, the new Spike Lee, I guess. Yeah. He has a, his own bar in, in in that center up there in Toronto, and you know the people in Toronto because well, let's just put it this way: their hockey teams can't get to the damn Stanley Cup anymore, so they need to root for the Toronto Raptors right now in the NBA. Is does Drake live in Toronto or in? Yeah, he's Canada? a native Toronto Canadian. Oh, I don't think I even knew that. Yeah, that's okay. that's why he's so vocal, and he 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 he's back there with he knows the GM, uh, and he has the bar, the whatever the whatever his brand is bar up there in the club level. Gotcha. So he's part of of the organization, basically. That's why he gets a little leeway walking around the sidelines and being able to to uh, give the coach a massage on the shoulders. <laughs> I don't think any of that's. Uh really approvable but uh i, I, I always I'm hey, I'm like you know, if it, it's where's security security's letting them do it up there i'm like you know what let drake go to milwaukee and try to do something like that ain't gonna happen drake's not gonna go into milwaukee <laughs> <laughs> but you know hey more power to him i mean just like i mean i guess you know jack nicholson is a kind of fan that you know doesn't make any noise i mean he oh was, he used to stand on the, on the sideline and he'd be looking i forgot who it was He'd be got somebody with a choke sign like uh, this around his <laughs> neck, man, choke. <laughs> yeah, Jack would do that. What do you think it's like? Like, how does that work? Like, what happens when Jack Nicholson wants to go to the bathroom? He gets escorted to the bathroom. <laughs> I guess I just really wonder, like, what's it like? Uh, he you probably know? has his private bathroom. Yeah. It's like with Aaron Rodgers at uh, the Bucks games. 
When Snoop has his green room, it really is the green room, and it's Snoop's room. <laughs> well, in that room, you're not seeing the game because you can't see through the hot box into the to the court. But uh, but then but you're seeing plenty of other things, I'm sure. Well, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is just courtside with his girlfriend Danica, and some dude bought a Danica and her friend a uh, drink and gave him to her. And Danica's like, no, here. And he's like, no, 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 it's on me. And everybody's like, what is Aaron Rodgers letting this happen for? He's like, I'm like, like <laughs> uh oh, uh oh. Sorry about that. Going down. Um, he's like, why does Aaron Rodgers not care? I'm like, dude, like, why does he want to spend his it? Like, let the guy buy. The guy doesn't have a shot with Danica. I'd be like, dude. <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's like yeah. I may not lose this woman. I'm a millionaire. I'm a yeah. Super Bowl winning quarterback. I'm one of the most famous people in the world. Yeah, I think I'm going to be okay. I, I think I'm secure enough to let someone chat up my lady. You know? Oh but, yeah. Uh, I mean, there's always going to be that little jealousy thing. But seriously, when you're when you're that when you're that guy, it's like how many unbelievably gorgeous women could you not get? So you know, exactly. He's probably more interested in the fact that she's a highly competitive athlete. And at least can understand the pressures that he feels, right? Oh yeah. You know, so I always think of the kind of why actresses and actors like to get together because it's like, well, you actually know what life is like. Because no matter how glorious, glamorous any life looks, you know, and you, you know there's negatives to it. Danica was scrutinized hand over foot in IndyCar and NASCAR because she was a woman. Nonstop, mm-hmm. nonstop. Just like he kind of now that what Aaron's going through a lot yeah. now as he's starting to get into his upper years yeah. for a, for an NFL quarterback. You know, like one he's not making it to the yeah, he's not even making it very often. I mean, they only made it once, right? Yeah. So made it once and won it, sure, but you know, it brings up another side point of something I looked up for all those out there who have talked about wanting to uh have Elway fired or if the Broncos don't at least win 9 games this year that Elway should be gone. Just think about this for one second. Since Elway became GM, two teams have represented the AFC in the Super Bowl. The New England Patriots. And the Denver Broncos. Denver Broncos. I know that. <laughs> so maybe before you start saying, you know, he's failing, realize no one else, no one else has I, been able to represent I, the I, AFC. I will say this. I, I will say this. I, gotta, this, I, don't, I, I don't have my normal microphone on today here, so I have to keep, keep adjusting here. Um, <laughs> It keeps, seems like it's falling away. You want from your gain up? No, no, no. It just keeps. It seems like it's falling away from me oh. for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, uh, but that could be glasses. This, well, this got the windscreen on, so I can talk a little bit you know, louder. Oh, uh, true. So I just got to make sure I'm not peeking out on the mixer there. But no, uh, looks good. I, I'll tell you what. Um, the biggest thing with, with with John Elway, and I know John Elway should be fired. I like that. You know, I like to run my damn mouth a lot. You know that. <laughs> oh, I'm not talking. Yeah, I don't. I, I, anything but, I think you put on Facebook, I figure it's just a joke anyway. Yeah, it always is a joke, and that's a, people <laughs> take people take it seriously too. I'm like, I'm just joking around. Seriously. They do take it seriously. <laughs> they do. Like, holy, like, you oh. would not believe how many people have like sent me a message, been like, "Who is that JP or John person?" <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, relax. He he's just talking. It's, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I I like, joke around just the start of the day. Well, like, and some of them, some of them that have like you know eventually have started to realize that you know, and now yeah. they comment all the time because they they get that it's not like so serious. But yeah, I've had some people be like, I'm, I'm about to message him and tear him a new one, and I'm like, why? What is that going to – what do you think talking to someone you don't know about some random subject is somehow going to have them go, oh. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like trolling message boards sometimes on politics and stuff like <laughs> right. that or Star Wars. You do. <laughs> and, I mean, some of them are really fun to, to just troll because these people are so emotional. But it's like my, I'm doing it my for My friend Chris is just like you on politics. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm, it's you entertaining. And, uh, when I read me. his post and your post, I, I swear you're the same person sometimes. No, oh, you <laughs> should introduce us. Uh, but, but no, my, my big thing with John Elway is someone needs to take control of him because there's no one really over top of him right now. Well, no, he's the what, GM. He is, but the or president, oh, well, I guess. the president, whatever he is, because the Bulls are in, in decline in health and we have four factions of the bull and still right, there. all fighting over right. And, and, and this is kind of you know it, it's not what's happening with the Lakers, but they're all right there. Someone needs to kind of take oversee Elway to to kind of keep him on track of what we need to be doing here because Elway kind of seems like he has free reign over everything right now, and no one is really questioning above him what he's doing. And I think somebody should take. One of the one of the one of the Bowen family needs to be the lead, which there already I think there is one. It's the son, but or the daughter. Well, that one daughter's trying really yeah. hard. But someone just needs to oversee him to keep him in check. Of what well, I mean, doing. like, but what is it you think that in like like the last two years, what would you say should have been corrected or or stopped or or whatever? Well, one Paxton Lynch was a work in progress. You never needed to trade up to get him. That was that was one. Um, and well, the so, so right with there, Vance, Vance wait, 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 wait. and the coaches, that's another. But on the first thing, I don't want an owner who comes in and says to the GM, no, 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 I don't want to take that guy. I want to take this guy. I, I can't think of the number of times that that has worked out for the, for the franchise. I would have liked the discussion about it in the war room where I think John gets a little too much. He, he gets a little too much leeway in the war room when they're looking at talent. Now, they had a great draft this year, so I have to commend them. You know, I'm not here to bash Elway. No, 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 that's not what bad. I'm saying. Yeah. I'm but just saying like, a lot like, of people think that I, I want to bash Elway. But, so, you know, but like, I'm, like I said, I'm just not even sure what – outside of <clears throat> the quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. To me, that's everything. Elway hasn't been able to find a quarterback that can lead the team. But, yes. Now – I, the one argument that I would accept personally, this is just a personal opinion, is that he has not spent enough capital on getting uh, offensive linemen. Yes, you're, you're 100% right. But I also – I don't know how you do that because it gets so complicated with – when you look at some of the teams that have a ton of – seems like they always have a ton of um, uh, contract room depth or, or salary cap space, like the Eagles – Every year, it seems like the Eagles can buy three free agents. How is that possible? How are they doing that? Uh, they evaluate talent like New England, and they drop talent that it, that looks excessive, overly priced, and so not So do they perform. just rarely do a contract over three years? Um, they have a lot of short-term contracts. Uh, I know like, uh, there are a lot of short-term contracts in Philly. I can tell you that right now. I mean, when your and, quarterback is on a, on a rookie deal, that's a huge, a huge well, change. Yeah, because you get four years at the rookie deal, and you have all that money to spend on other places, and then all of a sudden when the rookie – Dak Prescott's gone through that now. Mm-hmm. You know, how much does Dak deserve? <clears throat> how much is it worth? <clears throat> how, how low of a skill set are you willing to pay big-time long-term money to to avoid having to find a new one. Right. That's the question. Mm-hmm. You've got in Minnesota, I read a wonderful article. I wish I could remember who wrote it, <clears throat> talking about Kyle Rudolph and the Minnesota Vikings. Yes, he just got his, his extension for, what, five years, I think. Oh, he did do it. I, yeah, I, it was on the ticker yesterday. Okay. They, were, they were working on it. I thought it went through. I'm not sure. I hope I it did because it, yeah. it hadn't gone through at the time of this article. And they were talking about the big problem they've got now is they signed all this money to Kirk Cousins. 
And yeah. how quickly did it go from Kirk Cousins was a savior of any number of franchises who were trying to get him to, uh-oh, <laughs> we spent a lot of money guaranteed. Yeah. We, and, and we're going to have to pay this money each of the next two years. So we have to keep this guy. Now, I'm not passing judgment on Kirk Cousins because I haven't personally watched him enough, except that the games that I did watch early on in Minnesota last year, I saw a lot of balls going right over the shoulder into the bread basket. Yeah. A lot of great passes. A lot of great passes. Kirk <clears throat> Cousins is that type of passer. In fantasy last year, I took the two-quarterback system, and unfortunately, um, Jimmy G got hurt. <laughs> that screwed me. Right, right. You can't, <laughs> because you can't I was pick gonna, your guy of the week. I was going to take my matchup of the week between – because I know what Kirk Cousins is. I've watched him in, you know, play for the Redskins and the Eagles all the – you know, for how many years. I know exactly what he is. He right. can be a great quarterback at times. He can be a terrible quarterback at times. Yeah. And the, my whole plan last year was Jimmy G and the Niners and, <laughs> you know, play matchup football because I know what Jimmy G's skill set is and what the Niners did have kind of there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was going to play matchup football and then went to, oh, God, I got him. And then all of a sudden, I, uh, who, who, did I, who did I grab at the end of the year? I got picked up Baker Mayfield, who put up great numbers mm. at the end of the year. Baker did have a nice end of yeah. the year. Yeah, I just – I. But you're right. Minnesota has a ton of money tied up in that, and they, they don't a, have much room to do much of anything. They have a really bad offensive line. And the Eagles have to go – the Eagles schedule came out. I saw it on Facebook this morning. The Eagles go up to Minnesota, I think, in November this year to play them. So. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the Broncos have a hard schedule again. I think, I think, every I think they, they do. I, I didn't look through all the schedules, but I, I believe they do. Because um, I think the AFC, the AFC West has to play a tough, tough division this year. I did, well, I didn't, plus, if you're in the AFC West, right? I mean, AFC West means you're playing the Chiefs and right. the, excuse me, the Chargers twice. Right. So, and that, big question is: Are the Chiefs going to be the Chiefs without Tyreek? That's the big question. And plus, they lost they, their their two strongest <laughs> defensive players, which their defense wasn't right. Like great. They their lost blitz, their, their best blitzers. Yes, are gone. They're gone. Now, right. that's a whole nother yeah. story. I mean, the, Chiefs, the Chiefs could be staring at a 6-10 year. It it could happen. You know? I don't no, count no, it No out. guarantees. No guarantees. It could happen, though. But no, you're not 6-10, but 8-8 eight, eight, eight eight might be a possibility. I don't know, man. Taking Tyreek out of that game means your special teams has just decreased by 30%. Yes. Means your the stretching of your field has just changed by at least 25%. And and your and uh, 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 Travis Kelsey has now seen his double coverage go up by 100%. Oh yeah, yeah. So, and their defense took a step backwards, and, and it, it couldn't. It well, couldn't take. It, a step yeah, backwards. it's like it was already the worst. Yeah. So, or on one of the worst. <laughs> and, of worst. And you can't. But now you're not going to have that safety from the opposition saying like, we can never play up on the line because, yeah. dude, Tyreek gets past one of us and he's gone. He's always gone. Yeah. So. I'm sorry, if he's not, if he's gone for the season, which we don't know this yet. We don't know, of course. But if he's out for the season, I, I'm, I would love to place a wager with someone on the over-under for the wins for the Chiefs. It'd be interesting to see. Yeah. I, I know the Chiefs are not listed on, very high on the power rankings, um, like before OTA power rankings. They mm-hmm. weren't very high on them. I know that for a fact. Yeah. I mean, well, you I mean, you're losing your number one running back and your number one receiver. Not that they, I mean, they did have that backup guy who played pretty well. Uh, for running back, I don't know if not well, Spencer Ware. I think did some of it, but Spencer Ware did some of it. But they had another kid back there. Yeah, I don't remember who would have thought this. We're at, we're we're, we're we're in baseball season right yeah. now. <laughs> we'll see if Kareem Hunt's any good when he uh, on the Browns, which we'll we'll see. I'm not but, sure if I, if I I buy into it, but I, I don't know if I buy into that either. I mean, I'm just excited to have Deshaun Jackson back for uh, for Carson Wentz. I mean, he still has the speed. 
Right. We saw right. it last year. Right. He still has that speed. Got it. I mean, and yeah, it's just, I'm just telling you, just his Tyreek's speed is going to change their offense and their special yeah. teams by so much. Well, you don't have Could to worry about that guy that's going to get behind you. No, no. Now you can, you can you, like you said, you focus on Travis Kelsey. Right, right. I mean, they, they don't have a major weapon anymore. Yeah. I mean, well, they did sign somebody, didn't they? Send a receiver, didn't they? Oh, they signed. Not, uh, is it Dante? No, Dante Moncrief went somewhere. Else. Um, I mean, because they. Uh, I believe. No, they. Uh, well, they got. So they still have Sammy Watkins, right? Yeah. And then I think that, I feel like they signed somebody. I, I thought they did. I, the name's eluding me, and I don't really want to. Yeah, I don't, I don't, worry don't need that. to look it up. I mean, we're, we're not we're, we're not in football, football season. Yeah, well, when we get closer to football season, we'll be into football. <laughs> so, do you want to read your? Uh, why don't you read your trivia question? Okay, and I'll okay. Read mine. Okay. When was the last time the St. Louis Blues were in the Stanley Cup Finals, and who did they play? So, I don't know hockey very well. No, you don't. <laughs> I, I already I'm know. Trying that. to think, the last time that St. Louis was in the finals. If, if if Joey Stats is listening, he knows the answer to this one. <laughs> Joey Stats, Joey Stats, I picked you up yesterday. You probably don't remember. So I don't know. Nineteen eighty-seven against the Nordiques. It's not a bad guess. <laughs> I can tell you very that. Random. <laughs> it's a very random guess. It's not a bad guess. So I'll, I'll tell you what it was. Right. Nineteen seventy-four. Wow. Played the Boston Damn. Bruins. Well, they haven't been in the finals in that long. Yeah, they paid the Boston Bruins and got swept. Wow. <laughs> and the Boston Bruins, we had that trivia question a couple weeks ago. Like, they were in, like, a super long streak of uh, playoffs. They, they, Boston has always managed to put together playoff deep teams. And this year it shows off because all the top four seeds got knocked out. Right. So they're sitting there going, this is our year. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, But they didn't, right? Are they in it? Yeah. Oh, they're in the final. It's, it's, it, that's what that's the, the, the trivia question. It's but it's, it's seventy four. It was it's St. Louis and Boston. It's St. Louis and Boston again Monday night. I didn't know Boston was in it. Yeah. Boston made Boston. Boston swept Carolina. Really? Wow! I didn't realize that at all. Boston. They swept. They took care of Carolina pretty fast and pretty easily. Wow! Because Boston's been in it for a while. Have no, they? no, they haven't because they just they, they've they've gotten out and played by the Caps or the Penguins or you know yeah. you name it or the Lightning. Yeah, yeah I was just gonna say the. Well, I always thought of them as an underachiever, and they didn't seem to have that superstar that I was aware of, which meant they didn't have a top level. Superstar. Well, you know the the big guy, their captain is uh, Zdeno Chara, Chara who stands about seven one on ice skates. Yeah, that's absolutely insanely <laughs> ridiculous when you look at it. Um, and they got Tuka Rask in goal. When Tuka Rask gets hot, Tuka Rask is almost unstoppable. But that's like almost any goaltender. You know, a bad goaltender can get hot, and all of a sudden the puck looks like a, a beach ball coming at you. Right. So, I mean, Tuka's playing great. Like I said, they swept Carolina. Must be fun to have the reflexes and the vision to be a goalie. Goalies, I played goalie on skates every now and then. I mean, my, my knees were shot, but if we didn't well, have, yeah, a, if my, a, but that was a ball, probably right. Uh, we played, we played ball. Yeah, we played ball, uh, but the ball is only that big. No, I know. No, I'm but, just thinking about uh, it. We, we did, a... we did play pucks sometimes if we had full gear. Yeah. Um, you know, um, but I, I got a goalie. My friend uh, BK Brian Cucker used to play goalie for us, and um, if he wasn't there, I, I'd strap on the because I, I was a catcher. I'd strap on the gear. Did you I, guys? I, were you guys allowed to check each other full speed or full power? Um, when we played, we didn't. But okay. our arch rival high school, Banger, Arius, Penargil Banger, that's going to be the 100th edition of our annual football game this year up in the Slate. Wow. Yes. That's For high schools? Yes. 
Um, that's how that's how old the rivalry goes. Yeah. Um, the Banger Kids came over because they heard we were playing, and they came over on their blade, and they threw my friend Petey into the fence, checked him in the fence. Nick, the guy that owns the vet, goes ballistic starts punching the banger guy i come flying out of nowhere trying to get everybody off and yeah an all out an all out fisticuff brawl happened nice was it was a school sanctioned event oh no 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 this was on tennis courts in wing gap pa they showed up going we want to play i'm like all right nice nice little banger penardial intramural action better use of a tennis court anyway yes it is all right so my other question here was what is the highest batting average over a single season in the MLB history, but the history only goes back to 1900. This is going to be hard for me because I'm not big on yeah stats. I will. So I'll give you a heads up because I, I think Nate probably would have been able to get the top one. Um, all these are these are all over 400, and no one has hit 400 since. Uh, I want to say Joe Dimaggio. Was it Ted Williams that did it? I think Ted Williams. No, I don't know. Uh, no, that's actually because he played in the. So I would say you're probably looking at like 25 to 30 years earlier than Joe DiMaggio. Oh God, okay. Ooh, very old, old players. Wow, that's that's good. This one's gonna elude me. I, I, I'm just gonna be flat out with you. Um, very no, old. These are hard. Yeah, very old baseball is not my forte. <laughs> <laughs> just like hockey isn't yours. Right. I, I'm right. Good, I'm totally good understand. with like 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s baseball. Yeah. But old, old baseball. Yeah, if you want to know about these players, you need to watch, like, Ken Burns' baseball documentary. Like, yeah. Maybe probably discs three and four. Mm-hmm. I would, or innings three and four, probably. Or maybe even two and three. So, number one on the list is Nap LaJolie. Uh He played for, I think it was Cleveland back in those days. Uh, he batted 426 Holy in geez. 1901. Roger yeah. Hornsby. No, I know uh, that name. Yeah, he was a first baseman. I think. Who did Hornsby play for? I want to say... Cardinals? That sounds about right. I could be wrong on that though. I wasn't the Phillies. Uh, I'd be feel bad for you if I didn't if I didn't remember that. But um, I that, that that it it sounds like a Cardinal. Maybe, maybe Tigers. I don't know. Uh, so Roger Roger Hornsby's Rogers Hornsby batted four twenty four in nineteen twenty four. Ty Cobb batted four twenty in nineteen eleven, which yeah. was tied by George Sisler and batted four twenty in nineteen twenty two. Boy, we need a good so, sizzler moment, you know. Get the we don't feedback. have a sizzler right here, do we? No, we don't. Get, grab the feedback, go to a sizzler. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, got to, I had to throw uh, that one out there. We, we, we do have a sizzler up in my, my hometown in Reading, but I don't think I don't. I haven't seen one here. No, I haven't seen one here either. <laughs> it's, yeah, you, I don't think I've ever seen one here. Because like we have like a lot of you know the black eyed peas and the yeah obviously Fridays and Applebee's those two just disasters. Ugh. Um. Who's the one that does the two entrees for twenty bucks? That I think that might be TGIF. Oh, Chili's. That's yeah. what that one is. Uh, and the things are all like they're just like they're so the same, you know. Oh, I got to tell you, man. Uh, I, I've gone on and besides Santiago's, which I bring up all the time, um, uh, Bagel Deli down by my house, the Jewish Deli. They've got ah. they call them Plakis. I call them Halukis. So I'm going in there again. I've been in there 
like, <laughs> like every other morning for the past week, I've got bags of halukis in my fridge. Oh, they're and so what good. are they? Uh, it's a uh, breakfast sandwich. Oh no 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 halukis. Uh, plakis or plakis is the Jewish term. Halukis is the the Polish, Ukrainian, Russian term. Um, it's um, cabbage rolls. Basically, you put your 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 meat, your pork, your rice in, and then you roll it and you put over some sort of like tomato sauce on it. In cabbage? Yeah. That's a you, wild you combo. You steam your cabbage and you, and you, you roll it like a burrito, <laughs> literally. <laughs> wow, interesting. I've never had one. I, they're good. It's 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 really a poor man's meal. Is what it is because that's okay. how my Graham described it. You know, you throw the pork and you throw the beef and you throw some rice in for filler and you know you mix simple it, ingredients. Yeah, just simple ingredients and it's a, it's a simple meal. Interesting. She's wow. like, we used to when I made them with my Graham for the first time. Uh, she says, well, we used to pour a can of tomato soup over for, as the sauce. I'm like, Graham, I'm like, you got an executive chef here. <laughs> I made I made like here. a roasted a roasted red pepper tomato coolie to put over, and people are like, oh my god, what? <laughs> and like, a little, and a little Graham, zip. Graham was like, that's all Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the kind of shit you should put into a jar and market it and then sell it. I should. You know, <laughs> like a stinking good green chili from uh, Schlereth, you like, know? Oh, I know. I, I don't know. know how much he makes, but I'll make oh, I miss I miss Stink on, on ESPN. I wish they would never got rid of him. Uh, ESPN, I, I, I honestly don't watch ESPN at all anymore, except when they have a sporting event on them that I'm watching, like right. a NBA final, a baseball what, what, game. What, what, what channel is Stink on out here? Because I, I have to 940. Read- or 104.3. It, it is 104.3. It used to be on that. I have to reprogram everything in this Jeep because my old Jeep is, is all messed up with the programming, uh, and I don't even know. Yeah, 104.3. In fact, I haven't changed the radio station in my car in probably three years from Well, but mine's all touchscreen now, and it's like I'm trying to get uh, to everything, and it's all touchscreen, and I'm like, I don't remember what all these numbers are. Yep, yep. <laughs> I'm like, I just want to serve. Well, because remember, it used to be 940, the fan. Yeah, 940, the fan. Yeah. And now it's on FM. So. Yeah, 104. Uh, I got I to punch that one in. I actually kind of miss that they're not on the AM anymore because AM you could get so much further away or in such more obscure areas. Yeah. But of course, you know, FM sounds much clearer it and crisper. Does. It does. So, yeah. Um, yeah. the reason I asked that question about batting 400 is uh, Cody Bellinger. Yeah. For the Dodgers. I, yeah, he had another home run last night, number 18. Yeah. Be- oh, yeah. Is that 18? Yeah. I, that's what I saw on the ticker this nice. morning. I thought it was only seven. I, 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 I've been sleeping in because I've been running around a lot crazy. Well, the no, past I just couple days. I looked at the stats the other day uh, or last night, and Yelich was still ahead in Yelich, uh, home run. I think he is because he hit twenty last night against the Phils, and the Phils still beat. Still <laughs> wow, beat he did. Yeah, dude, what is okay? He's so much better than I thought he was. I've been a big Yelich fan. Last year, I was like, what a great bust-out year. I thought, well, that's his career year. He'll have you were completely years. down on your baseball preview dude, on Yelich this year. Dude, I was like, yeah, he's a, he's a third-round pick. That dude is outstanding. Yeah. Got to give him his due. He is out. Yeah, no, freaking you, you, you really do. He 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 fall. He, he backed up that season right. If right now we're not to the All Star break, yeah. Yet. But I mean, dude, this guy's gonna look like he's gonna hit forty home runs. Probably have 110, 120 ribbies. His team is right in the playoff hunt again, even they though are. they don't have as good a pitching staff as they had last year. They definitely don't. And you the know, Phillies, I think, I, I think the Phillies got into the ballpen last night, and that's how they won. I didn't get to actually watch the game. Oh, they actually took down the 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 Brewers. Uh, yeah, I think they beat them Finally, six I mean, the four, Brewers, six Brewers, four, nine, six good. four, nine six. I can't, I don't remember what they beat them by. It was six I mean, four, nine six. It is kind of funny for me being a Dodger fan that. The Dodgers have been so much better than everyone else in their division for a yeah. number of years. There was that one year where they came down to the very last game with the Rockies because the Rockies just went on a crazy run. Yeah. Um, 
but I mean, really the Dodgers have just not, it hasn't really been very stressful for a few years, which is a weird feeling as a fan when you have a team that like always was that team that like, as soon as the other team got hot, you were like, Oh, here we go again to suddenly, Oh, we're the team that keeps getting hot now. And they aren't being able to do it in the world series last year, obviously. And they, they did, they, they looked like an amazing team in the Houston world series, just that Houston looked like a super amazing team. That, that was, that was incredible. Yeah. That was, it's kind of like the Dodgers have run into buzz saws in the world series. Yeah. That's the problem. (laughs) But, uh, you know, and, and like, cause it's weird. Like this year, like I don't hear a whole lot about the Dodgers. They're not talked about a ton and Cody Bellinger's getting talked a lot. Yeah. But they've got like a, I mean, they've got, I think a nine game lead or a seven game lead or something like that in the, or maybe it's six or seven. I can't remember, but it's like, they have a pretty good lead going in their division. They have, I think the most wins either in baseball or at least in the national league. And oh, they got a six game lead over the Padres. So it's a six game lead now. Yeah, they're 23 in 18, seven and three in their last 10. The that, Phillies are that's 30 not, and that's 21. That's not the Dodgers. Yeah. The Dodgers record? Or 33 and 18, yeah. Oh, thir- okay. You, I thought you said I, you, you I, I, 23. I, I, or, I think I did 23. Say, I think I said 23. Yeah, I meant 33. 33. There you yeah. go. And the Phillies right now are 30 and 21. Yeah. And that, that NL East is, 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 is interesting. You know, I, I wanted to kind of go over like the biggest disappointments in baseball. And that's one of them is the Nationals. Nationals are they were 19 and 31. I don't know if that's if they won or 20 and 31. They, so won, they won last night. Yeah, they won. They are 10 games out in the East. Yes. 10 games out for a team that was supposed to have run away with multiple World Series titles. They now have lost Bryce Harper, who I don't know if they regret it or not. I mean, he's not doing that well. Well, the problem is, but is, they're, they're, I mean, but they also but, don't get his, his, heroics at all big boy hoskins is right behind him and that's what the phillies are making everybody pay right now right right because he gets they're, on base. they're afraid of bryce and right. hoskins is making them pay <laughs> hoskins is a good ball player he really he lived up to the hype so far this yep. year uh but that's, that's that's a major disappointment that the nationals are that bad yeah they're now looking to trade uh anthony rendon right they are they lose are. him mm-hmm. that's, that's a big bat for them to lose uh, I figure Trey Turner, I don't know what to think about Trey Turner. I mean, that guy just keeps getting hurt. He does. He just can't play. I think he's on my fantasy team, and he's always been hurt. I don't think he's made – I don't know. He's played like 15, 20 games this year, maybe. If that. I mean, he's just – he's always hurt, so you can't rely on him. They don't They don't have a lot of hitters left, man. They're starting to – They don't. I mean, they let Daniel Murphy go. They lost Bryce Harper. Uh, they do have their – they have the rookie guy, the uh, Robles, I think his name is. Is it Robles? Uh, Sounds Robles. Uh, yeah, and then they have Soto. So, I mean, they have some they young have, studs. They have, so, they have Soto. Soto, um, you know, he I, broke out last year. Yeah, it's just – that's bad, man. It's a bad situation for a, in a division where the the Braves and the Phillies are huge upcomers. And the, the and Mets the are Mets, falling off. Yeah, they're starting to slow down. They just don't have enough hitting, man. And they yeah. lost Conforto to a concussion. And that's – that plus Cespedes – Decided to have surgery. Well, he's now out for the year. Yeah, he's out for the year. I mean, we'll just look at the NL East in a diff- run differential. I mean, the Phillies are at plus thirty, the Braves are at plus nineteen, and then all of a sudden you look at the Mets at minus fourteen, Nationals minus thirty eight, Marlins minus eighty four. Yeah, Marlins are it, Marlins or Orioles? Who's the worst team in baseball? Is a hard question. Marlins, in fact, they won't bring up that Zach, whatever his name is. I think his name is Zach. Um, the, the guy in the minors, maybe. It's, well, the well here. Well, the problem with the Orioles is every time I look, they they seem to be playing the freaking Yankees. 
<laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you're going to play the Yankees and, and the Red Sox a lot. Their run differential is mi- minus one ten for the Orioles right now. What are the uh, What are the Dodgers at? Are they like eighty five, eighty six? The Dodgers are. They are plus seventy. Oh, they're only plus seventy. Yeah, they're plus seventy. What about the Rockies? Rockies are twenty three and twenty six at a minus four. So they won yesterday. They played Baltimore. <laughs> oh, they did. Yeah. Oh man, I can't wait till the Dodgers play the Baltimore. Um. The Rockies are another team I have down as a major disappointment in baseball. I, I, I would agree with you. Yeah, I mean, 20, I, now, 23 they, and 26 isn't they terrible. They beat my Phillies in this. And in, 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 my Phillies played completely out of sorts, but they were a little injured. Oh, that, well, they, that round when they came here. Yeah, they were a little in, banged up when they came here. Then, uh, Coors Field's not an easy place to play if the Rockies are playing well. Yeah, uh, and the Rockies played the Rockies well that home well. And, you know, Aaron Otto has been having a great year. Story's having a pretty darn good year, even though he's, I think he's on the shelf right now for a week. Um, yeah. They brought up that Rodgers, and they've got uh, McMahon out there who's been playing a little bit better. Uh, the Rockies, I mean, I think they have the talent to turn around, but, you know, uh, I mean, German Marquez, right, he's been phenomenal. He's, yeah. he's one of the best pitchers in baseball, he seems to be like. Uh, but that Kyle Freeland just, boy, he just bottomed completely out. Mm-hmm. John Gray has done nothing of of prominence really worried for that for the Rockies. They they need to be better than this at yeah, this I, point in the season. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I mean, they need to be better and and then it's just, you know, where where is it going to come from? Here's a stat that I, I don't know if you if you know this. Um the, the Padres are in second place at 27-24 and the Diamondbacks are in uh, third place at 26 and 25. Now, here's an interesting stat for you. The Padres are minus 16 in run differential in second place. Uh, uh, the Diamond yep. Blacks are a plus 39 in third place. You know what? The Padres have gotten excellent frontline pitching. Yes, they have. And I, they're the thing that thing gets skewed because they've had some lopsided losses. Mm-hmm. And that uh, when you've only played a certain number of games and your end is low, it's going to have a big impact yeah. the way it does now. But yeah. Those things are crazy. It just kind of shows what kind of team you are, what kind of ballpark you play in, and well, also, you know, if you're if you're scraping game wins and if you're if well, you're here, lofting. Here's game another wins. really good one. If you look at the um, the NL Central, everyone is in the plus. Even um, even the last place Reds are a, a plus twenty six. The third place Pirates are a minus fifty in run differential. Minus. They're the only ones in the minus in the, in the NL Central. Minus 50, but they're not that far out of it, right? Uh, they're only three and a half games back at a minus, minus 50. 50. That's just crazy. That means, it, well, you know, but see, I know the Dodgers and some other teams have had some like 18 to 5 kind of wins this year. Yeah. So I think if you if you just happen to have like three bad ones, you get that one pitcher who just got rocked, you know, I, maybe that's where that happens and you just don't score enough to offset it. Yeah. But anyway, uh, the other major disappointment that I was thinking of in, the, in Major League Baseball is the Mariners. So the Mariners started out with Malik Smith and Domingo yep. Santana just crushing the ball. They, you know, kind of, uh, um, who's that? Is it? Uh, I wish Nate was here. Uh, uh, Vogelbach, I think his name is. Does he play for the? See, I'm getting confused. But um, just the Mariners, they were rolling. They were. They were one of the best teams in baseball. It, and at now the beginning, yes. They're in last place in yep. the NL West, or AL West. Last place. Uh, you know, you talk about the with the Rockies. Also, the problem that I worry about is it's not just that they are. You're thinking nine of Vogelbach. Games... You were Vogelbach, right? Yeah, yeah, that's who it was. Okay. Yeah. Um, just it's not that the Rockies are nine games out. It's that they are in fourth place. 
So you have to jump over at least two teams to really be in this thing. And even if you're like, well, those teams are only a few games up or one game up or whatever it is, you know, like I said, the adage in baseball, the, the thing that you're supposed to go by is it takes one week to erase one game back. Yeah. So if you're six games back, you have to play above average baseball for the next six weeks to catch that team in front. And, you know, that people say like, really, can't you just win like five in a row? Well, baseball is such a split sport. You're going to win 60. You're going to lose 60. What you do with that other 60 is how determines what your season is. And you're just, you don't usually go better than seven and three. That's like, that's a really good last 10. Yeah. You know, so most weeks you're going to go four and three or three and four. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it's so hard to make up. It is to make it's, up speed. It's, so it's a, it's a, it takes a lot in baseball to make up a couple of games. Yeah. So just, just for the Rockies to jump, jump two teams. I'm a little, I'm a little worried. So, uh, but hopefully they, they, they kind of pick it going or get it going up. Um, a little shout out to Nate and still don't know where Nate is. I haven't heard from him. So. Heard. I didn't see any texts from him here or anything. Somebody went out partying last night. <laughs> um, but the Twins are, are uh, off to their best start in their franchise history. Yep. Yes, they are. And the, the first 50 games. Yeah, 34 and 16. I mean, they are hitting a lot of home runs. Well, they have over, they just hit their, their 100th or 101st last night. You know, they got uh, Barrios and Martin are, are pitching fantastic. Yep. Um, Nelson Cruz has even been on the bench uh, with his uh, wrist injury for a good week and a half now. Just, you know, fantastic. I was talking to Nate actually yesterday. Oh, looks like I got some kind of a photo added to my Dropbox. I don't know which one. Um, and I didn't take a picture of anything, so somebody's <laughs> hacked my system. Or, Ooh, they're hacking it away. I don't know. Who knows what I was taking. I got that automatic thing where it uploads from my phone once it's on the on the wireless. Oh, okay. And I don't know why it wasn't doing it this morning, but who knows. Um, but uh, just – Props to the props well, to the twins. Props to the twins. You know, I, uh, Nate and I texted you last night about uh, you know what do you think about a Twins Dodgers World Series? And I was like, you know, see if your dad could get us tickets at the Metrodome. <laughs> I'll fly out there to watch the game. They're not the Metrodome anymore. Oh, whatever. The, what do you call? Yeah, whatever you call their they, stadium. They're, they're, they're the Target something. Man, that could be a cold ass game. Yeah, I, that's what I we, we I talked about <sighs> that with Nate. I'm like, why didn't they build them a dome? Wow. Because they didn't have the money. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Baseball yeah, I mean, in Minnesota in October. Now I went to the Rockies World Series against Philly, and it was cold, and I had uh, that, no problem. Uh, NLCS. NLCS. World, yeah. No it's World Series against the Red Sox. You said against the Phillies. Oh no, I'm sorry. Against, no, I was no, no. Say, you can't. You can't have a Rockies Philly right. World Series. No, no, sorry. <laughs> Come Red, on, you're the baseball expert here. Yeah, sorry about that. Same, <laughs> same team. They're all the same colors. Um, and when they when they played the Red Sox, they got beaten. But uh, I'll never forget. So it was uh, Chavez and I, and Nate Dog, and uh, Chef Rusty, and we we went down there and that was before weed had been legalized in right. Colorado and he pulled out a joint and started puffing right there on the street and he's like this is what I love about this town it's like people are so excited about the World Series there's cops down there and cops down there and they don't even care <laughs> they don't care they're just I mean medicinal was already was already legal yeah, here yeah, yeah. and they were just like whatever just behave you know and it's like I'll bet you on the most part weed smokers are probably the best behaved fans because oh I'd say so you know, they're all mellow you know you're like you're like oh I'm just happy I don't you know no reason to get it's not like you know like booze we get angry you know so oh yeah I know I know but I just remember going to that game and I wore under long underwear jeans uh thermal so- normal socks and then thermal socks with boots and then I had my t-shirt and then a wide well, undershirt a t-shirt a thin sweatshirt 
uh, a jersey and then my jacket. And then I had my hat and I had a beanie. Yep. And I had my gloves. And I tell you what, I did not notice the temperature for one second. So if you're dressed right for a game, I mean, I'm big enough already. And I was probably three sizes larger looking <laughs> with all the clothing I had on. But if you have all that, I mean, you're not going to get cold. And it was so funny because I, I usually expect people to be like me in terms of how warm they think things are, you know, and right. I always realize that I just cook at a much higher temperature, but uh, <laughs> you you said you cook at a much higher temperature. I do much. higher. I do too. Actually. I make, I make the windows on cars uh, fall down. Yeah. I, I, I Every time I get into a car that happens and people, have, yeah, people at first are just like, Oh, that just happens with everybody. You're like, no, 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 no. just right. watch. I'll start getting, I'll start <laughs> making your side get foggy yeah. here in a second. Or like uh, I used to notice when I would walk on CU campus, I would see my breath much more often than I would see other people's breath right. because like, like like walking right next to people, I'm seeing my breath and I don't see theirs. So I just think I just cook a little couple degrees hotter, but yeah. uh, chef Rusty, he's a big guy too. Yeah. And uh, so I kind of thought he was really like me and I don't know if he just didn't wear much else underneath his jacket and his jeans or, or what it was, but it was, it was a cold game man. it must've been 45 degrees or something, or maybe less. And I had gotten blankets. All four of us had gotten blankets from, um, that blanket right there. Okay. Uh, World Series blanket. I yeah, love that yeah. thing. The best souvenir I got, and I got it for free for signing up for a Mastercard. You know, it's like that just goes to show you, right? Like that the memorabilia is kind of terrible, but um, it's a, it's a sweet little blanket. So yeah. he was shivering so cold. He had one blanket wrapped around his legs. He had one blanket like inside his like like zipped up into his jacket, like trying to give him another layer <laughs> for his chest. And then the other two, he had bundled around him like shawls, like an old Russian woman. Right. And he was sitting on the bench, shivering, staring at the ground and missed like the whole second half of the game. Oh God. Because he was so cold. I remember a couple of times I was like, are you really that cold? And he was like, dude, I am freezing. And I'm sitting there like literally like just standing up, you know, and I'm just, just hooting and hollering. And I was drunk as hell, man. We, we, <laughs> we had made hot toddies and we nice. were just, Man, we were hammered, and uh, I mean, we've been drinking for like eight hours before I went into that game, and I didn't notice anything, man. I thought it was great. So just just know, if you really have to go to a sporting event like that, never underdress. No, no, no. You can always take shit off. Exactly right. You can always you take know? a layer off. Always have that. You know, you can buy those thin kind of undershirts that you like. You know, you can put your like thumbs through that hole yeah. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Have you know, get some long like you can get an undershirt like a like a like a thermal undershirt. Then get one of those. Then have your then have your normal shirt. Then have a sweatshirt, maybe a really thin one, and then a thicker one with a hood, and then your jacket. You know, it's like, and then maybe a jersey. And it's like, if you have enough layers, you're not gonna get cold. Exactly. Yeah. And if your chest is warm, yeah, your feet could get a little cold. Your legs might get a little bit cold. But trust me, if your chest is warm enough, your whole body will be warm. Yep. Because and then the other thing is obviously hat and beanie. Yep. Always have both because you'll trap in so much heat coming out of your head. You, I mean, it just like I said, I was not cold for a second. I mean, nothing. Didn't notice anything. So, yep. Um, what time is it? Uh, we got twenty minutes. Yeah, twenty minutes. Um, let's just jump to the NFL because I do want to talk about oh, this topic. You know what? Hold on. We yeah. forgot about the uh, Friday night home uh, home run uh, pace uh, that we had here. I don't know if you go ahead. No, I don't know. No. So home runs last night. Fifty nine home runs were hit last night. That's the second all time. Now last in night one day in one day. Um, they only played 14 games yesterday. The the most is a game in July 2002 when 62 were hit in 16 games. Wow. Well, now I want see now I want to like see a list of what all the home runs were. <laughs> I I saw that one this morning and I was like, that's impressive. 
two games, two two less games, and you almost hit that home run mark with that they had with two more games. Oh, see, I gotta turn off this because it's gonna make sound. Um, I just want to say, said Story had a milestone night last night, so I don't need. I, see, I didn't even have time to even like watch foot baseball last night. I didn't even but know Trevor all this had stuff a happened. good night. Trevor had a good night. Um, you falling asleep too early. I'm just amazed that yeah, there's that picture of Yelich. Yelich. I mean, that guy just—he's amazing, dude. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's just. Yeah, look at that. So Bellinger must have hit. Dude, did he hit like four home runs last night? He must not. They would have said something. I thought he was. I thought he only had 16 home runs. How do I look at? Uh... Sorry, I'm just kind of getting lost in this because. I just really want to see well, what okay. my team did. You know what? Uh, I'm I'm bummed that Nate hasn't gone or that Nate doesn't watch Game of Thrones because I want to do a uh, Alien Offensive. I might have to just do my own since I've I'm done with I, that show. I did, I'd never seen Game of Thrones. All I know is people were not very happy with the ending. Which I I don't get at all. I thought the ending was fantastic, but uh, you know, to each their own. You know, it's it 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 it's it's all a matter of opinion at that point. No, absolutely. What day is today? Twenty second. Twenty fifth, you got to catch up a little bit. I, I know. I, now, 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 Marcus, I, I know you're just terminated and rehired, but we, you know, you got to keep up with the days. Oh, I was on June. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm confused. Uh, so there's the Dodgers. They won ten to two last night, yeah. and of course, all I got to do. Yeah, they played Pittsburgh. Oh, Freeze hit a grand slam, and then oh, look at that. Bueller got another win, so that Anderson's going to get another win. Fucking Anderson. He's always got to be good. Yeah, so Bellinger hit one home run in the seventh. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. I must have the wrong number of home runs from him. Uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, just It's just crazy. There's a lot of offense going on. There is. There is. But uh, anyway, like I said, I wanted to jump to this topic here before we run out of time. Yeah, yeah. And that is, so Donovan McNabb has been pretty vocal. Yes, he has. In the last uh, few weeks, I guess. Mm-hmm. He has been very, very, very vocal. Yeah, he says he belongs in the Hall of Fame. Well, so short answer first. Okay. Yes or no? Um, If you want to go by numbers versus Troy Aikman. No, I just want to say like just if you were just a standard voting person in the in NFL annals, would you vote him in on a yes or no vote today? On a first ballot? Yeah. No. All right. Well, how many ballots would it take for you to vote him on it? Because I don't believe in the ballot thing. I'll, I'll vote, if a guy thinks Hall of Fame worthy, I'll vote for him right away. Maybe a third ballot. Because okay. I mean, I've, I've got the numbers up here. I don't know if you saw that this morning, but McNabb threw for thirty-seven thousand two hundred seventy-six yards, two hundred thirty-four touchdowns. Troy Aikman threw for thirty-two thousand nine hundred forty-two yards, one hundred sixty-five touchdowns. But Troy Aikman has the Super Bowl. Race. Well, there's two other things. One is Troy Aikman also had Emmitt Smith. Yes. So he's not going to have nearly as many touchdowns. Donovan Because had... Brian Westbrook was a receiving yeah, tight end. He was. Or a running back. He was. So that's the first thing. So that those numbers then in and of themselves don't matter to me. But the but the number that you're kind of mentioning does, and that is the uh, the Super Bowls. Yeah, the Super Bowls. And, and Donovan's uh, career completion percentage was uh, 59.6 off the top of my head, if I remember right. All I can remember about Donovan McNabb for sure is the throwing the ball into the ground when he's trying to throw one out into the into the into the flat. Yeah, I don't know what that was. Um, it was. Like a Chuck Knobloch thing thrown to first base, like threw every ball straight in the ground. 
he he would do that. He, you he, know that 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 touch he never really that was a lot big part of Andy Reid's offense, and that yeah. touch he never really did have. Just that one pass. Yeah, he seemed like he was damn good at the rest of them. Just that pass. But the other thing that I didn't that I I just you know what they went to four was it consecutive NFC, NFC championships. Yeah. So Jim Kelly is Jim Kelly in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, he is, isn't he? I don't know. I thought he was. I, I wouldn't be shocked. So if he's in the Hall of Fame without ever making it to a Super Bowl, if his numbers are comparable, or it, I would say if Donovan's numbers are comparable, then probably well, Donovan, Donovan made it to a Super Bowl. In. He just lost I, to the Patriots. No, I know. Okay, I thought he should never make it to the Super Bowl. No, no, no. Uh, 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 the, uh, oh, that's right. They made the four Super Bowls in a row. That was Jim Kelly. Yeah, that was Jim Kelly. Now, that was the Eagles made Super Bowls in a row. The, so, the Eagles made it to four NFC championship yeah. games in one Super Bowl. 2004 when they they lost. No, the that's a big difference. If you make it to the world, if you make it to the Super Bowl four times in your career as a quarterback, it is part Jim, of it is Jim, you. Jim Kelly, Hall of Fame inductee, 2002. Okay. Oh man, this makes it tough. That makes it tougher. Yeah, I mean, Boy, because he lost four Super Bowls. Yeah, <laughs> but he got there. Well, actually, he lost three. Frank Reich lost the other one, I think. Oh or really? The, the backup, I think. There was a backup in one of those. I think well, I could but, be wrong. But, but how far, how many games did the backup win? I, I don't remember. It was that's you were talking early nineties. We are. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't watch both. I wasn't that I wasn't that into football back then. That you're Boy. talking Tasker as a wide receiver back then. <sighs> it, um, it, it's a tough it's a tough decision because you know he does they, they he could have had a game winning drive. He looked like he was gassed. Terrell Owens even called him out after, and that's yeah, why Terrell, Terrell is very. Yeah. insulting um it, it's it's one of those tough decisions where you know he put the numbers up to say yes but did uh, he they went to four uh, did they have the teams really to win those championships though is it's the whole team you know yeah so that that's that, that's the biggest hardest question no, to, all to of really. that is it's just that's all that's all it all factors in yeah i well, and and I'm, I'm I don't want to do this, but you could play the race card in here too. He's an African American quarterback, right? You know, they get judged differently. You know, Warren Moon got judged differently all the time. Mm, Doug Williams absolutely. got judged, judged differently all the time. Now, uh, Doug Williams is director of player personnel for the Redskins. Yeah, this would be one of the hardest votes for me. Let's it, see, it'd be real. If you only just got one vote Eagles, ever, as an Eagles fan, it's a hard vote for yeah. me. Even. Because I mean, he was he's, good. He's, he's teetering right there. It's like, boy, I'm like yeah. if he had that one shining moment where I could define that. I mean, the the fourth down well, play to Freddie Mitchell for 24 yards. That's a huge. I mean, you could throw that one out there. I mean, we were yeah, sitting up at Jason and Karen's house um, <laughs> for that one. I remember. And uh, when when the, it was it was fourth and 24, and he hit Freddie Mitchell for 26 yards. Yeah, I mean, he had a good career. It's just, boy, yeah. I would say now, in my estimation, with what the, I think the bars are too low for the Hall of Fames in both baseball and and football. So I would agree. I think he would get in. I think he will get in. Now, he's been eligible for how long? That's a really good question. He's At least been out of ten years. Ten. When did he retire? Two thousand twelve. That's a really – I mean, he spent his whole career with the Eagles and then two more somewhere else. Um, oh, more than six years. I'd say it's more like 2007. 
Uh, I'm going to tell you real quick here, Chris. Chris Who the hell's been their quarterback before Chris or uh, Wentz? Who was their quarterback before Wentz? Before Wentz? Yeah. Uh, they had Vic in there. Oh, Vic. Uh, who else did they have in there? Goodness. they had Cobb, a- I guess. They have Cobb for a whole year in there, I think. He retired in 2012. Oh, I was right the first time. Yeah. 2011. 2011. He played for Minnesota in 2011. So. Oh, that. Oh, he played for Minnesota. Yeah. Wow, just like uh, Randall Cunningham, huh? Yeah. They always take the cast off. Too bad Kirk Cousins wasn't nearly as good. <laughs> oh well. Um. Let's see what else happened. Uh, Pac-Man Jones retired. Which I don't know if anybody cares. But... I, I I don't think anyone does. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I hate saying that because I, he had his problems yeah, off the field. He, he had a good year for the Broncos his last year. He so. did. He All did. Right. He did. And he's up there in age, and 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 he was a good addition for a short term. Yeah, he's not necessarily a good off the field guy. But, yeah. Uh, the uh, a big thing here with uh, what the hell's going on in New York. Or I guess New Jersey Jets, kind of. But well, they're the New York Jets, but I mean they play. Both teams play in Giants. Right, Rutherford, Jets, right? Yeah, over in East Rutherford. There, um, they are. They're an enigma of ineptitude of the way they draft. They're putting a team together. They draft, and all of a sudden they fire the GM. Yeah. So I, I mean, how are you, you? Why would you not fire the guy before? So I'm guessing I, that Gase must have been like, "Here's the kind of players we're going for," and he didn't draft those kind of players. I have no idea. Okay. I, it, it, this doesn't make any sense. And I, and I watch Get Up with Mike Greenberg, and he's a Jets fan. I like yeah. Greenberg. He's a Northwestern grad. He covered Michael Jordan and the Bulls. Green. I know you hate Greenberg, but I don't he, hate him. I, I just no, think he's he, an, a lame commentator. Yeah. Yeah. But he's a great writer. He was a sports. He's sports. Yeah. He was a sports beat writer for years in Chicago, and um, I didn't say. I know. You yeah. No, he's him. a good writer. He's a, he's a really great writer. In fact, you, know, you should. His book I hear is really good that he put out last year. Is it about him and uh, Golik? No, I don't uh, think it is. But I that would be. That would I be really want to know what happened. <laughs> you know something. I know that'd be a good book. But um, uh, you know. It doesn't make any sense what what's going on with the Jets, right? I mean, Jets or the Giants. Uh, with the Jets, I mean, you got Adam Gase out there looking like he's strung out on on freaking crack cocaine <laughs> at that press conference <laughs> with the eyes going everywhere, and then all of a sudden you fire the GM uh, right before OTAs after the draft, and it's just like, why didn't you fire him before the draft and get in the GM you wanted? That's what. Yeah, I don't. It doesn't make any logical sense. As a Vulcan, something happened. As a like, freaking like, Vulcan over like, here. Is there a chance that we find out that this guy like got accused of sexual harassment or something? Something could have happened that we don't know about yet. Yeah, something happened. Maybe something he's involved happened. with Robert Kraft. You never know. <laughs> I, you know, you know, what I think is important to talk about in that story, and I'll just, you know, it's just the end of the show. Yeah, so, it's the end you of know, the show. And we won't spend a lot of time on this, but I think this is where. This is kind of a, something that happens a lot that we need to be more cognizant of. And because it happened in the sports world this time, I think we can talk about it real quick. And that is don't always assume that something you don't like is necessarily like underhanded or underworld. Yeah. And what I mean by that is they first were saying that this was the target of a human trafficking thing, yeah. much like that law that Congress signed, which now a lot of like, you know, um, I guess you would say devious type of websites now are shutting down or yeah. have shut down uh, all because they're saying that like it's involved with trafficking and they're trying to save 
you know, especially like, you know, younger women or even like underage women from trafficking and stuff like that. And they use this as an excuse, just like we use excuses on a lot of things to go after things that people don't like, that certain people don't like. And I think it's important to note that the part that hasn't been all over the headlines and hasn't been broadcast nine times out of time, 10, is the reason that they threw out the video of Robert Kraft in his case is that they were lying about that. Mm-hmm. They were saying that this place was suspected of being, you know, like trafficking women and all this kind of stuff. And then they came up, well, we actually realized that that had nothing, had nothing to do with that. It yeah. was just women who were working as prostitutes, basically. Yeah. Well, I mean, even if they're called prostitutes, if they don't actually, well, I guess it depends on your definition. I mean, yeah, a hand job to me doesn't seem like prostitution, but I'm sure to some people it does. Um, I guess you're getting paid to do some sexual services, probably is prostitution. So, hey, I, but you know what? You 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 take a girl out to dinner and she gives you a hand job afterwards. I mean, does that constitute it? <laughs> well, not they're saying. Well, right. I mean, come on, you're yeah. still paying for something. <laughs> they're saying that that's their own volition, but you know, <laughs> um, but I mean, it is it is interesting that you know that part's been pretty quiet. Yeah. But that's a big deal that they used that as their pretense. Oh yeah, to do they this. did. They did. And, and it's like, no, what you did is you don't. Somebody wrote a law, either to pretend that they're you know a super Christian or whatever, or or whatever else it happens to be, yeah. that they wanted to get something shut down that they don't like. And I get really perturbed, it's, even if it's something that I don't partake in. Like I don't do heroin, I don't do cocaine. I think they should be legal. Why? Because you should have the option to live how you want to live. You're not hurting anybody else by doing that. Now, if you do hurt other people because you're under an influence, then you get just as much trouble as you did it if you weren't under influence. Whatever. It doesn't change anything. Uh, you know? I, okay, so I, I will agree and disagree on, on two points because I've seen heroin destroy a couple lives. I absolutely have seen it. But does, that, but does making it illegal stop that from happening? Uh, well, it's not legal now, and that happened to them. Well, right, and, and I understand what you're saying. It's just heroin's such a bad drug. Once but, you're on it, you're on it. But don't you worry that if you make something so taboo, you basically advertise for it? Well, you do, and that's the thing. You know, like the one reason that the "Just Say No" campaign, I think, actually kind of worked that Nancy Reagan did, was it wasn't like saying how bad these things were more than it was like you just shouldn't start it when you're that age. Yeah. kind of thing. You know, yeah. that's why I think it was more effective. But then when it kind of became the dare program and everything, I mean, when I went to high school, you could have bought drugs in any classroom that I and I went to a higher like income, not a higher income, I shouldn't say that. I should say a we didn't have very many poor families in my right, area. Right. So there wasn't downtrodden. These people weren't, you know, struggling to get by or worried about having a place to live that night. Most of the students in my schools were more worried about what they were wearing the next day. And yeah. so there was drugs everywhere. I mean, I'm not kidding. Every class I was in, you could have found somebody who had weed that they could have sold you. Yeah. And so, you know, it's just making something seem like a demon just makes it more attractive. It does. It and, does. Well, well, you know, when you say you, you can't have that, you shouldn't, you can't do that. Well, what is the first thing you're gonna do? You're gonna go do it. Right. Right. It's just like with sex, and they say like, don't talk about sex education because then the students will have sex. I think they're having sex anyway. Yeah. Might as well at least know what they're doing. You know. So. Anyway, I just uh, Robert Kraft. I'm glad it got thrown out, even though I have no love for him. Right. I think it's good that at least they're not getting hit with you were engaged in a human trafficking thing. Right. No, that's, that's he went to a he went to a massage parlor to get a rub and tug. Which, like, sorry if a lot of these married women don't know, but your husband probably does that once every few months. 
not and it has nothing to do with you not being a good wife. Don't you know? You just don't understand how different men's operate. You know. That's true. That's so, true. Anyway, that's just my soapbox. I'm that, sorry. That's your soapbox. I just don't I, think I, should, no, I, I know. go after I, those people for doing well, what they th- want. Here's the thing. There's a difference between getting a good rub and tug and human trafficking. Oh, huge! You know, we we both are against human trafficking because it's despicable. I mean, if you told but, me I could rub down a sixty-five-year-old woman for thirty minutes and then give her a quick finger and then she would pay me a hundred and sixty-dollar tip, I probably would do it. <laughs> or even a fifty-dollar. Now tip. we know your price tag. All right. Yeah. Hey, man. I'm, <laughs> I don't. I'll knock the cobwebs off. I don't get, care. Get, get you on the auction block here. <laughs> Let me get out my pimp shoes and my hat. Hey, man, I've been looking for a sugar mama for a long time. I have, too. Unfortunately, uh, all the old women that want me don't have any money. So it's always like, oh, well, yeah, that kind of takes a big part but, of the but equation. But at least now I know your price tag. Absolutely. Hey, sign me up for the Melania Trump treatment. You know, I'd like to find myself a rich sugar mama. So just hopefully one that's in worse health. You know, that can that'll, that'll collapse a little collapse. Uh, real quick, guys, so we got the uh, yeah. We're down to the final four in men's lacrosse. The first game of the day comes on at eleven or ten thirty. Uh, actually, that's probably already on. I think. Uh, yeah, number three Virginia in the ACC versus number two Duke out of the ACC. Game number two, number four Yale out of the Ivy League versus my number one Penn State Nittany Lions. <laughs> that's why I'm wearing the shirt there, Mark Ademus. Penn State lacrosse <laughs> today. The finals will be on Monday on Memorial Day, like always. <laughs> seems too late for there to be sports on for college really well, softball's on right now the baseball the men's baseball is just doing their conference when finals. the hell are finals aren't they well, like the, by the 24 in omaha the the finals are no no, in, in fi- no no school finals oh school finals like, are done and they're still playing oh yeah baseball goes into the summer that's why i never understood uh, college baseball but oh. we all want to go to Omaha to just to go Weird. to the College World Series, huh. like all my friends yeah. and I. We, all, we want to do it. I'm sure it'd be a nice place to go. Yeah. All right. Well, I th- we are down to the nitty grit here. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Remember to go to sportsoffensive.com. You can check out our prior episodes. I am going to try and record a Alien Offensive later this weekend since it's a long weekend uh, on the Game of Thrones finish off and maybe a little Avengers. And uh, I'm actually heading out to go golfing for my only second time of the year. So yeah. it should be a Swing fun afternoon. How, uh, how about you? Got to go uh, get business taken care of and make some money down 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 in the tech center. So sounds good. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Thank you for the rock and sports offensive out. Offensive out. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.